coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Telegram, Twitch, and the Prepper Broadcast Network. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is October 20th, October 22nd, 2022, and this is episode 190 of the workshop podcast. Well, how is everyone? We are, it's Halloween season. We are back to do episode number two, part number two of our horror movie list. Real quick, we're going to get the announcements out of the way, and then I'll bring on my beautiful Mrs. Toolman. First off, patch of the month. I'm going to put these up here so you guys can see. This one right here was patch, first patch of the month, been prepping since Y2K. This one right there, built like a brick shithouse, was the one that just recently went out. So if you are interested in supporting the workshop, that is the quickest, easiest way to get value for value exchange. 10 bucks a month, $100 a year. You'll get a patch every single month. Plus, I almost always throw some goodies in. And you get added to a super secret exclusive email list where you get first access to anything else that I release. Number two. If you are looking for a new podcast platform or just one, you want to try something new, something a little more open, a way to kind of interact better, Fountain.fm is the way to go. They have an app on both Apple and Android. Definitely an interesting place. You can send little boostergrams where you can actually respond to any portion of the podcast. So take a minute, sign up for there, guys. And finally, if you've been hanging around for a while, kind of in the uh, in the weeds and hanging out and chatting in YouTube, in the YouTube comments and whatnot, but you haven't joined the Telegram group, one question for you, how come? You really should. The Telegram group is awesome. It's the best place where we sit around and we chat, we share our information, we help people, uh, they help us, and it's the place where we come together as a community. So if you're saying, Tim, I don't need another social media app, well, I get it. But man, I got to tell you, Telegram is the spot to drop by and hang out with the workshop community. Just love it. And finally, today's tool. I was scrolling through Amazon earlier today, and I saw the Jackery 300, the power station. Some people call them solar generators. Their regular price is $2.99 on Amazon, and there was a $30 off coupon. So that link will be in the description today if you are looking for some sort of power backup system. So... With that, I would like to bring on my beautiful Mrs. Cook. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. Good, good, good. What have you been up to today? Uh, just housework. Hanging around. Hanging around, chilling with the dogs. Sitting out back and... Uh, Under the propane heaters. Yes, hang, hanging out with your uh, sexy husband, watching him dig dig trenches and lay gas lines, that yeah. kind of stuff. Ruin my new sod. Mm -hmm. But I put it back down. It's like carpet. You pull it up, roll it back down, and it's all set, so... But, uh, and our dogs have been idiots tonight, which is great. So if you yeah. hear them, we know. apologize ahead of time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they are what they are. So, um, if anybody is in the group and can check out Telegram Signal just to let me know, that would be great. I've been fooling around with TikTok earlier today. I got the, uh, the desktop kind of interface working. It was pretty cool. Oh, I see Brian over on Telegram. Let's bring that up a little closer here, guys. Hang on one second. There we are. And burning dead dinosaur farts. Excellent. Very, very good. Dixon Way. Sounds like you need some snow. Want a bit? <laughs> no, not a bit. We're good. Letty Lou. Howdy. No Halloween films yet, but I did binge Dahmer in the past few days. Excellent. I uh, Once we finish, 
maybe we'll have a little uh, in the workshop Telegram group discussion. So one more quick question for you guys. If I look at Becky on your screen, does it look like I'm looking at Becky? If somebody can let me know. <laughs> because we have been testing out the video cameras, moving the feeds back and forth. And I know last week it got kind of distracting because I'd look at her, but it would actually be like I was looking out that way. So if anybody's out there and can fill me in on that, it'd be great. Oh, perfect. Excellent. We got it figured out. Okay. High five. <laughs> All right, cool. So we are going to start with your number 10, right? He said well, you look natural. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. All right, so well, we're going to work our way through. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I just had an extra surprise today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Fill it's me gonna, in. It's going to be an honorary mention of an actual horror that's going on right now. What do you got there? Can over. Yeah, slow. We'll see if we can get it here. I'll bring it over here for you. Let's see if we can get it. <laughs> Is that romaine lettuce? And that's a bag, $9.29. Was that at our local? That's at our local. That's for three hearts of romaine lettuce. So that is like a real life horror yes, it movie is. in there itself right there. That is insane. $9.29 in uh, the People's Republic of Canada dollars. So that, yes. is, uh, that is a horror. Jesus. What are we going to do? Well, throw okay. our own lettuce again, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm... Okay. So uh, number 10 was... The Freddy series. The Freddy series. Now that's a cop out. You went with a whole damn series. I did go with it, but I'm gonna exclude. Um, I believe it's the, the remake. No, not the remakes. I'm referring to the '80s. Okay. Series. Yep. But I'm gonna exclude the second one. Okay. I believe it's the second one where um, uh, where Freddy's actually like not even in it. And remember, he like possesses oh. the. Was that the second one? I think it's kind of like the uh, season of the witch. Season but... of the witch for Halloween, yes. right? Yeah. So that one is not included in this one. But um, out of all of them, besides the first one, because of its, its originality, uh, my favorite one is number five, uh, Dream Child. Yeah, that one's my favorite. Is that that? No, that's not the one where there uh, where all the teens are in the. Um... Psych Ward together. I watched it? that one last night. That's, that's Dream not, Warriors, that's, isn't it? Uh, Dream Warriors or Dream Masters, yeah. I watched that one last night, actually. It's on Crave. Yes, and yeah. um, not a bad one, is it? It's all right. It, it's, well, I, I think it was one of Patricia Arquette's first movies, and she's a little over the top. Like, I think she's I've trying, really I think she was trying it. to be a scream queen at that point, but it just didn't happen for her. But, um, no, but the first the first Freddy is is really good, and the effects on it are cheesy. But again, it's it's original, and I and I always had a soft spot for Dream the Dream Child one. Yes, and I think it's because it's the I don't know when it came out in my age and everything. It was just a soft spot for it that one. So we're gonna keep talking about Freddy, but um, Brian Young is over on Telegram, and he just said that his mother was watching The Watcher while they were on vacation. But, I want to watch yeah. that, but I can't watch it without you because you'll get mad. So I will, yes. <laughs> it's supposed to be actually really, really good. That and, is based... and Dahmer is incredible so far. It's um the Watcher is um is it is it a miniseries or is it a, a movie? It's a miniseries, but it's based okay. on a true story. Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, I remember reading about that on Reddit yeah. a few times over the years. I read it on Reddit, you know. But <laughs> so back to Freddie. Yes. Why do you like Freddie so much? Because when we met, I think he's your favorite. He, he's right? my favorite. Yeah. Um Honest, I, well, I think it's because he talks. Yes. Right. So. It's good attitude. 
and and um i think it was one of the first movies that i could watch where the character like where he swore so of course like when you're younger it's like oh he said that right but um but and he's funny oh yeah like i and i love robert england he's awesome but hey ted mcdonald but um like you can like the jason and the michael myers but they don't talk yeah, they have no person. They're just no personality. Yeah. Like, I mean, Michael Myers is literally referred to as the shape. You know exactly. Yeah. And but like Freddie, he always has like the the corny comebacks, and he's always got the corny references. And and they get worse as the seasons. Oh, seasons they do. They get worse. But um, but I don't know. I I just always I I just always laugh when he gets talking. I think he's I think he's hilarious. What did you ever think of? So for those of you out there, if you haven't seen it. The remake that was out came out about 10 years ago. It was a different guy playing Freddy. Freddy um, it was, uh, he was from Watchmen, right? Yes. Yes. That's I right. didn't like that one. So what did you think of them changing his backstory to include? That's why I didn't like it because right. like, okay. Sure. He was I'm, a child I'm, murderer. He's a child murderer, but he was not a molester. Right. Right. But it doesn't make it any better. No. But, uh, <laughs> but the original story of Freddy is that he would kidnap children and he would murder them. He would not. Sounds like a decent. He never worked at a daycare and he never molested children. And, you know, and then a a bunch of the parents of the murdered children got together and they burnt him alive. They threw him in a furnace, didn't they? Or did they? No, no, he was, he was, he got out on parole and he was hiding out in some sort of shed or something. And they tracked him down and they burnt him alive. And then he made a deal with the devil and these demonic spirits to live forever so he could come back in and i believe that's in i can't remember which one that's in but he's supposed to be the child of a nun and he's supposed to be the bastard son of a thousand maniacs everything like that like there's all kinds of backstories but he like i don't like how they added that whole new to make him to to try to create a story that wasn't originally yeah, there. They tried to put their own twist, which yeah, usually, which, which never goes better than the no. original. And it doesn't make it any better of the situation, but don't try to make something out of it that's not there. And and the guy who played Freddie, like, I don't mind him as an actor, but he wasn't very good. No, well, how do you ever live up to Robert England, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he still goes once in a while, guys, if you not that most of us probably have time to go to Comic-Cons, but on occasion, he will still do... Uh, an appearance at a Comic-Con in full makeup that you can have your picture taken with, which be awesome. would be pretty cool. Wouldn't yeah, it? it would be. But he, he must be getting close to 80, wouldn't he? I would in his 70s I for think sure. he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's getting up there, but, but like, he, he's just so funny. Like, I don't know, but like when I was watching there last night, like, when he picks the girl up, welcome to prime time, bitch. And he throws her through a TV. Right? <laughs> oh, like, I know. That's yeah, so like, cheesy. But you don't get anything like that out of Michael Myers or Jason or anything. So, I don't know. I, I've always liked Freddy. Just going to shout out to James Richter. Good to have you. Ted McDonald, Chris Dixon, Martinson family. Anybody at Letty Lou is here. Good to have you all. And uh, we got uh, Brian Young over on Telegram. Good to have you. How many Freddy films are there? Well, there are... There's oh, 85. 85. Thank you, Brian. Oh, man, yeah. he's older than I thought. Wow, yeah. he looks good for he his age. He does look good, yeah. No, he's a lot older than I thought. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's see if we can get it right. So how many? Oh, 74. 74. Okay. okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. He, it was edited. <laughs> that, that made um, 75. Okay. So he's, uh, so there's one. I don't count the second one, but it is a yeah, break. Sure. So there's, there's the original five. And then there's the one where his daughter comes yep like his daughter's involved and new then nightmare the new nightmare and yep. then there's the new ones and right. then there's the 
the one Freddie Fred, and Jason. Freddie and Jason. Yep. So um, I, I'm not sure exactly how many there are. I'm not either. Let's see if we can bring it up on IMDb. IMDb. Um, there we are. Uh, so while we're talking about it, do you want to talk about Johnny Depp? Oh yeah, uh, the first Freddy was actually uh, his first movie. Yeah, and uh, that he his was the most iconic death scene when he gets sucked into the mattress and then all the blood goes up on the yes. ceiling. Yeah, because he was uh, 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 her the boyfriend. Yeah, he, yeah, he was the one wearing the the, the head- headset. Yeah, yeah, and I always get him mixed up with Kevin Bacon in the one J of the, in the Jason one of the movies. first Jason movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh yeah, he gets sucked down into the mattress and then all the blood goes up onto the ceiling. Yeah, there's quite a few. Oh, and for the record, guys, there was also a short-lived TV series in 2005. I so, I never yeah, that. I've I've heard things about it, not not anything I was really interested in. And Will Smith also did a song called Nightmare Nightmare on My Street. Oh, and never yeah, it's one. it's a tie-in. Uh, I think it was it may have been a lost song for a while, but it, it was re it was found again quite a while ago. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. Letty Lou, Kevin Bacon was in a Jason film. We'll bring it up here for you. I um, think the first one, right? I want to say I think or was it the second? second one or third? I can't remember. Yeah, but um, yeah, he gets killed in the bunk bed where it comes out through his throat. Yeah, I think Tom Savini I think did the yeah. effects for that, and they take a an arrow and push it up through the back of the mattress underneath and out through the front of Kevin Bacon's head. Let's see if we can find it for you here, guys. Kevin Bacon, um, arrow impaled. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can share the screen while we're at it. Uh, we'll go with that image. There it is. Yeah. yeah. There, let's bring this one up. So let's share. Was it the first Jason? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. So there he is smoking a joint. <laughs> this doesn't get us flagged, guys. I don't know what will. And uh, there's Kevin Bacon, the After Effects. And then somehow they made a, uh, let's see if we can bring that up. So, oh boy. There we are. Anyway. Yeah. So he was in one of the Friday the 13th. Not sure which one it was. See if we can bring it up for you. Uh, Friday the 13th. And yeah, it was his very first movie, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah. Always enjoyed that. It's a good, yeah, it's a good film. Let's see. Maybe, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was the first one. Was it? All right, well, let's see. Let's just do this. Kevin Bacon. Right. Yep, yeah. the, the very first one from 1980. So yeah. that's cool. And yeah, so it, it's good. It's worth watching. I love that old one. That one's really good. Uh, kind of enjoyable, isn't it? it? The first couple, they're really getting their feet under them and kind of getting going. But yeah. As far as um, Nightmare on Elm Street goes, I really enjoyed most of them. And I remember I didn't, it wasn't that I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies. It's just that my mom didn't really appreciate horror movies. <laughs> but my buddy Clyde used to bring them over all the time. And we'd try to watch them, you know, when people weren't around, of course. But we watched one of the Friday the third, or one of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. And <laughs> it all it seemed like, I remember just being right uncomfortable and awkward because it seemed like all it was was girls screaming and Freddie dropping f bombs the whole movie. You know, yeah. it was fine. Well, I his enjoyed favorite it. word is bitch. Right. Yes, it, it's yeah, true. That's his favorite word. Brian Young says it wasn't lost. Who doesn't remember Nightmare on My Street? So I got to look it up. There's something about it. Whether it was a recording, I can't remember. Maybe it was the video. Nah, I know the video's out there too, but it's great. I love. 
for those who don't really know Will Smith pre Fresh Prince of Bel Air, there's some gems out there. Let's just put it that way. So, all right. So you had your number 10 was Nightmare on Elm Street. My number 10 is also a Wes Craven film. This is the one we talked about last week a little bit, but it is People Under the Stairs. Now, I mentioned my buddy Clyde. He really introduced me to a ton of really good horror movies. He's the guy that would, he recorded all four parts of the Stand miniseries and brought them over. I think we watched them on like, what were they? The T-180 cassettes so he could record because it was like eight hour long miniseries. We sat down and watched it all. Really, really loved it. And he introduced me people under the stairs now it's uh yes lady lou says watch out for people under the stairs it's a film that kind of slid under the radar a bit with wes craven because when you think of wes craven you think of scream you think of friday the 13th and what was the first one he did was it i spit on your grave it was one of those really raunchy yeah. one of his original or was ones. it like house at the end of the... it might have been house yeah. at the end of the street anyway yeah. that yeah so People Under the Stairs was kind of in the middle. It was toward the end of Freddy's popularity when some of those movies were going down a little bit. But People Under the Stairs is... I don't know how to explain it. Because it's kind of funny too, right? It is. Well, it's, it's like a... Like a like a cheesy horror. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the, the mother... I don't know if you'd call her the mother. But the, yeah, the woman of the house. Because there's very eccentric and... incest that goes on there. Well, she kind of reminds me of the mother from that sleepaway camp. Mm -hmm. Overacting. And overacting, and... heavy makeup, overdressed. Like, just, just very weird and mm. eccentric, yeah. So, for those who haven't seen People Under the Stairs, I won't spoil it for you. It's really hard to spoil anyway. But yeah. <laughs> the concept behind the film is um, a couple of guys decide they're going to break into a home, kind of a recluse home where people live that are supposedly really rich. They decide, hey, we are going to break in, steal their money, and we're going to leave. However, it doesn't go as you'd think. And there are literal people living under the stairs, in the walls, in the attic, all through the house. And it is super cheesy. It's got kind of that late 80s cheese to it. Um, the people are kind of in bondage and, and stuff. And the people under the stairs, weren't they... Like, uh, were they, they weren't children of the, the couple. Were they people that, previous people that had broken in? Yeah, or, yeah people yeah. who had broken in before. They yeah. would uh, definitely. And I think the girl was kidnapped, right? Like, yes. She was, I, yeah, I think or, that was yeah, something like implied that. for sure. But it's, yeah. it's, I love it. I don't know why. It's probably because it was one of the first true horrors I'd ever seen. When I watched it, I didn't even know it was a Wes Craven film. But it, it's scary. It's violent. It's sick and twisted. It's got that late 80s, early 90s cheese to it. And if you are a Wes Craven fan and haven't seen it, I would say do yourself a favor and check it out. Now, Ted McDonald says, I never really got into the gory horror movies, but Alfred Hitchcock and Twilight Zone were more my style. Now, there is an Alfred Hitchcock film coming up on my list. There would be two or three if I didn't limit myself to just one. He's a master. And I love the Twilight Zone so much. Well, probably end up doing some of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes down the road. But yeah, totally feel you there, Ted. I mean, I love the gore too, but uh, the, yeah, I like those. And one other, Dixon says, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. People, before people knew Will Smith was Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever, I believe as well, that uh, Jazzy Jeff, the guy that played him, 
he had an injury or something which caused him to lose some memory. Did you ever hear about that? No. Yeah. So I, I don't, I believe whatever happened to him, he ended up, he can't remember a lot of his quote unquote glory years. Maybe it was drugs. I don't know. But hmm. well, there's another one that's like that too. Is it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Oh, it could be. He, or yeah. Freddie Muniz or something. One of them. Freddie, that's who yeah, it is. Yeah. From like Malcolm a, in the Middle. A whole bunch of stroke, mini strokes mm -hmm. or something. And yeah. Ted McDonald, you are right. Great minds do think alike. <laughs> All right, Mrs. Cook, how about number nine? Number nine is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, which one? Uh, the one... Uh, From 2004, right? Yeah, the most recent one. Yes. But with um, where they get locked in the mall. So mine, I Sarah, have that. Um, Sarah, Sarah Polly. Yes, yes, the Canadian girl. Yeah. And Ving Rhames, right? Yes. Yep. And I don't know who... Oh, uh, a very early um, dad from... Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I know what show you're thinking about. Oh, my God. Modern Family. Modern Family. Yes. Yeah. A, a big feeling kind of, I don't know, um, a yuppie, right? Yeah. He's a yuppie for sure. So this is on my list as well. Since we're going to talk about it, it is down on number six. But go ahead. No, um, with I, I found with it, it like, well, it's your typical zombie, except for these zombies move really, really fast. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Because beforehand, it was before this one. I think the only zombie movie that I actually appreciated was Night of the Living Dead. Yes. And the, the original. The original. The, the black, black and white, white one. yes. And um, was there any, I don't think there was too many zombie movies in between there. Just, um, oh shoot. Like that, the Night of the Living Dead Yeah, ones. George Romero. He yeah. did all of the, the follow-ups, which none, some people love them. You know, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, whatever. Yeah, but, I don't think I ever watched any of those. No, but no. Dawn of the Dead is... Uh, the Superman director, Zack Snyder, he yes. directed it. And I believe it's written by uh, Gunn, the one that just did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and the well, Suicide Squad. He wrote it. But like, yeah, it, But it's, um, but when you watch Night of the Living Dead, the black and white one, it's like your typical, what you think zombies are going to be. Because mm -hmm. they're just, you know, like they're dead people that have just rose from the grave and they move at a slow pace but they don't get winded and they they don't stop because they just keep going they're like they're like machines right yes but dawn of the dead when i first watched that movie when you see the the first zombie and you're like holy shit why is this thing moving so quick mm -hmm. <laughs> and they start running and and then they're like ripping people apart and it's like this is an incredible movie and how quickly they they change and like with um with the night of the living dead i know it was with the bites and everything but still it took a long time oh and they were slow and, and they cumbersome. were but no like even for like for them to to change oh yeah yeah yeah. but when they got bit on the other one it was like like the fever overtook them fairly quickly it was a matter of like a day or two and then that was it and sometimes it was only a matter of hours depending or, where they got bit oh man or minutes remember yeah. the, the little um the husband he turned almost yeah like well as soon as they die yes yeah so like yeah it all depends on where they get bit or whatever but it, it's just um i don't know it, like it was really shot well oh the, and the cinematography yeah. when they do that shot where it goes up and you see all the destruction well, in and, milwaukee I and think. when they're in the buses oh, yes. and it's kind of like um i don't know it's kind of like a flash shot Mm -hmm. Like where everything gets quiet and you can hear them breathing and it's like that, that choppy scene and you know, where it's like kind of like, there's no sound. Yes. Like you, yeah. That kind of mm -hmm. like that, that was shot. Like, cause it, it, like, it makes your heart drop when you're watching these scenes and 
I, I just, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. It, and, yeah. So Zack Snyder directed it. Uh, it was, I want to say maybe his first big film because he went on to do, uh, what was the DC movie he did? A Watchmen. Watchmen first. Oh, Watchmen, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it was right in that zombie renaissance. So you had 28 Days Later, you had Shaun of the Dead, and you had the Dawn of the Dead remake all coming a few years before The Walking Dead came out. Yeah. So there's all that uh aughts the the 20 the 20 aughts where all these uh, well and that's the thing well like in the 28 days later they're fast moving yes dawn of the dead they're fast moving um world war z they're fast moving. oh world war z yes and then and then you get to walking dead and they're slow moving again i know so it's like traditional thing yeah so it's it's kind of like i i guess like everyone has their take on it but i think dawn of the dead is probably the least realistic one out of it because like like you don't think someone's gonna get up and like move at a super fast pace like no it's true like you saying bolt running after you you know what i mean (laughs) so so good i like it's so violent it's yeah you know it hasn't it's still like we'll watch it anytime oh yeah but there's parts of it that haven't aged super well but the effects were good. I think they leaned heavily on practical effects because I know Zack Snyder was a big fan of practical effects when he could. Um cinematography he's great he has a great eye for that but and if you watch the credits too the ending is very depressed the ending is very depressing there's a couple different endings actually yeah but the the original ending ending when you're watching it it's very depressing oh and oh in the soundtrack yes remember johnny cash when the um oh they they play a montage of all this you know it's just stock footage they bought somewhere but it all has this very grainy post-apocalyptic feel and it's uh, being backed up with Johnny Cash's When the Man Comes Around. Is yep. that it? Yeah. Oh, so good. It, I, I just think it, it is a master class on how to remake a movie, make it modern. But uh, yeah, it's, boy, I it's not my favorite zombie movie, but it, I bet you it's my second favorite. Not including Shaun of the Dead, because that's yeah. a comedy, of course. But Yeah, I like Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I could watch Dawn of the Dead. Even the dude that has the gun store. And he's over there all by himself, standing on Andy, Andy on the gun store. (laughs) He's over there and he's writing, they're playing chess back and forth and he's writing all this stuff. And, oh yeah, just, if you've never watched the original, uh, sorry, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, it's totally worth it. Uh, A couple other comments I want to bring up. We got, um, yeah, uh, Mel says that she still, this is over on uh, Telegram, still has issues with open stair treads because of uh, people under the stairs. (laughs) And uh, Letty Lou, I uh, didn't have a chance to bring it up yet. Jordan Peele is linked to a remake of People Under the Stairs. I'm totally down for that. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Jordan Peele or if it was uh, his uh, comedy partner that redid the Candyman movie. Yeah. And it was great. Really good. Yeah. And so I'm Jordan excited. Jordan Peele's hit and miss. Yeah. We haven't seen his latest one. Yet. No. Nope. I. Yeah. Nope. We haven't. <laughs> but Get Out. I really out don't have a lot of interest in that. Loved one. Get Out. Yeah. Letty Lou says Shaun of the Dead is amazing. It is. I don't think either of us had it on this list. No, I don't have it. Because we had it on our top zombie list and it's totally a top comedy horror. It's a perfect film. I think Shaun of the Dead come along at the perfect time to tell a great story that is super hilarious. And the director, I cannot think of his name right now, but he did other movies like Baby Driver and um, the one we watched last summer, Night in Soho. Night in Soho. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, great director, loves music, does a, does amazing things with sound, but 
Shaun of the Dead was lightning in a bottle. That was the yeah. the next two. They're okay. I didn't really like Hot Fuzz. No, I didn't like. Either. World's End was okay, but Shaun of the Dead is just fucking incredible. Well, they they were trying to. They were trying to. They were trying to. Pro well, they were trying to profit. Sure. Off, well, they could. I get it. Well, they were hot, right? So. And uh, Chicken Hawk. Uh, they're talking about corn of the children of the corn. Ted McDonald thinks Chicken Hawk's children of the corn guy, but he said <laughs> children of the corn scared me to death. I grew up with huge cornfields around my house, board, uh, board on two uh, two sides. <laughs> yeah, actually, my sister, I seen we seen Children of the Corn. She went to her friend's house, and they had a huge cornfield behind there. Oh. And I remember her call, calling and crying because she wanted to come home because it scared her. Now, and, see, whenever I see cornfields, I think of Field of Dreams. So I don't know. I, well, I guess it all depends where your brain is. That is right? true. Yeah, I'm a little bit twisted. Yeah, but not as bad. So am I next? Yeah, number nine. Okay, number nine. This is one of the PG-13 films on my list. I believe I have two of them this evening, which is kind of surprising. A Quiet Place. That oh, is a friggin' classic. I have A Quiet Place, Do you? Too. What number is yeah. yours? The first one. The first. Oh, no, but um, on your list. Oh, number five. Number five. Okay, so A Quiet Place. I remember seeing... That is one of the rare movies that I remember seeing the synopsis of it the trailer for it and i said that's right up our alley we're gonna love it and then we went and watched it in theaters and it was as good or better than we thought it was gonna be it was so good it, even the second one was good yeah yeah, yeah. like it was like like i'm a huge fan of uh cillian murphy no not Cillian murphy oh. uh jim oh uh, yeah. yeah, Jim. Jim from the office. Yeah, what, what's his real name? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't uh, John, uh, John, John Krasinski. 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 He's Emily Blunt's husband. Yes. Yeah. No, um, I'm I'm a big fan of him, mm -hmm. and he he's a really good actor, oh, and yeah. and obviously he's proven he's an incredible writer and director and director. Yep. Um, and when he was in the second one, you kind of got a little bit excited. It's like, oh man, we're gonna get some more of his acting, and then all of a sudden, then because but they're only flashbacks, but no, like. He and he wrote it. Yeah, All, like he's. An, it was an. It's an incredible movie. And it's freaking Jim from The Office. Yeah, you know, and they're he, making a third one too. Oh yeah, they're yeah. making a bunch more, from what I hear. I mean, yeah. this is the dude that used to put Dwight Stapler in a in a Jello cake, you know, in a yeah. Jello mold and. Like uh, the guy that would just look at the camera with that goddamn smirk on his face all the time, and you're like, because he was funny. <laughs> yeah, he but was. who knew that he could do what he did in a quiet place? I mean, it was a masterclass of sound direction writing it the cinematography was beautiful and it's a damn scary story and it's proof i believe it was alfred hitchcock that used to say that the monster you don't see is scarier than the monster you do and that that's a case with quiet place they and there's another movie on this list a little further down also pg-13 where you almost don't see the monster until the end of the film and i am personally a huge fan of that because yeah. in your mind's eye you are able to conjure up things that are way more scary. The unknown to me is more scary than seeing a monster right at the beginning. And well, that and then, of course, in the beginning when the little boy dies, like wow, that like yeah, I I I cried because like you could just see the look on his face when he was trying to get to him. He did everything. I mean, he he was yeah. he was ready, willing, and able to sacrifice himself to yeah. save his son. Yeah, and then you've got the um. But then, of course, and then, like, and the and they're kid actors again. But the, uh, yep. but they were really good. Yes, and I they guess were. The girl in it is she's she really actually deaf. is really yep. deaf. And but uh, and Emily Blunt is she's a great actress. So I, there's hasn't been anything that she's in that I didn't like. That no, I she 
she yeah. oh i think honestly i think my favorite movie with her is edge of tomorrow my She's favorite such a one badass is um yeah devil wears prada yeah. <laughs> i love her in that one but, she's one of those actresses that looks different in everything she does too. It's well, so weird. Well, she's aging too. Yeah, so. that, that's but, fine. No, yeah. but it's uh, no, but she's really no. She was incredible in this, and and like it all the and then of course in the second one he had Cillian Murphy, which we haven't seen him in anything in a long time. We're gonna talk and, about a movie with him in it later on that I absolutely friggin' love. But that man, yeah. I think he is an and you like him, don't you? Cillian? I like Cillian yeah. Murphy. Yeah, I think he's an awesome. And and sometimes they pronounce his name different than that, but. Killian or Gil- Killian? But, yeah, I'm we, we always sure. called it Cillian. I always call him yeah. Cillian, but I'm sh- well. He's what Irish. Um, or, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. probably got a different. And there's another. We should look that one up. I can't think of what it's called. Let's see if we can find it. That remember the post? There was a post-apocalyptic movie with um, Cillian Murphy where him and the woman were on an island. Do you remember? And the end of the world happens, and then. Yes, I know which one. You're yeah, about. it was really good, like one of the best. Uh, Letty Lou says, "Ah, Killian." I figured Killian, Le- yeah. Letty would know. She's Irish, you know. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, we've we've mispronounced it for so many years that it's going to be really it, like I had Nat on last night. I've called him Nate for like six months online <laughs> and in person. He was too damn nice to tell me otherwise. So, well, it's like uh, uh, the other one too. The Irish girl uh, is it sort. Oh, uh, Sersha? Sersha or Ronan or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's another one. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, see if you can. Um, I don't remember how far back was that. Probably 10, 12 years I'm ago or something. But it was, yeah, so him and this woman are living, I think it's a lighthouse, isn't it? They're on a, a deserted island in Europe, of course. And everything, they find out everything they know on basically through... Um, the radio remember yes yeah they yeah. start uh i wish i could find that for you guys i know it's got to be a little further along here sunshine and love dark night maybe no it's not that he was in inception too i forgot about that maybe it's this one i don't know anyway i will find it for you this is definitely not it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah he he's a i think he's one of the best actors today he's in that um uh, peaky blinders too isn't he yeah i yeah. think they're actually I think it's the last season for that one, or they got one more season. It was canceled, Did which I don't know, know why, because it was supposed to be a really, it's supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it it was great, and yeah. so as far as a quiet place goes, it's one of those less is more films. I don't think there's any words spoken until well over a half hour into the film. You barely see the monsters almost all the way through. You know, you get a quick glimpse when the little boy gets carried off and, of mm-hmm. course, eaten or destroyed or whatever happens to the poor thing. And you really don't see the monsters in their full glory until um, the shotgun scene, I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking. Pretty that. damn close to the oh, end. Oh, and then, of course, when she's walking down the stairs and she steps on that nail. Oh, my God. And yeah. Like, and you're watching it and you're, you just want to scream for her. And then she goes into labor. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, how do you, you know, go into, like, she's trying not to scream. I was like, what a... Yeah, it was a pretty intense movie. And, yeah, and um, when you guys... Oh, thank you, Letty Lou. I'm glad. Thank you for finding it. Retreat from 2011. Yeah. There we go. I knew it had to have been about 10, 12 years ago because we were still out east when we watched it. But it's it's great. Loved it. it it's dark. And uh, again, it, it fits one of my favorite kind of genres of film. It's small cast, confined space, 
very little action and it builds tension like nobody's business mm -hmm. definitely worth watching <laughs> oh <laughs> hey Haas, how are you salem's lot you like that one don't you i do like Salem's. yes lot, yeah. i love the book i i really i'm i'm a sucker for stephen king i'm not sure let me see if i i don't want to spoil it of course but i want to see if i have any other stephen king um nope oh yes yes i do coming right up but salem's lot is great too. but yes yeah, so quiet place mel said she's scared of open uh open frame stairs you know the ones you can see <laughs> through well uh there was a set of those in a quiet place with a great big nail sticking out of it which mm -hmm. always makes me think about stepping on that nail it's uh, they and, build it up too and you know it's coming yeah well because i think well she's <laughs> she's in labor and she's stepping on oh this my nail God. and i was like oh my goodness this, this poor woman and and then she's trying not to make any noise and trying not to scream and she's in the bathtub and then they start letting off the fireworks and everything. Oh like, yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. And, and she she's there trying to have the baby and she knows the shit's literally hitting the fan at the moment. Plus she's got blood running down her foot because she stepped on a goddamn nail going down the stairs <laughs> and she's got to keep her mouth shut. You Can you imagine? You got a, a hole through your foot. You're giving birth to a baby. You know your husband's probably dying or dead at the moment. And you need to sit there in the tub and be as super quiet as you can be. Yeah. It, oh, that, it's a perfect movie. It I, is. It's so good. Like I said, it's one of the few that lived up to the hype 100% and continued. Probably exceeded. Remember when we went and watched it in the theater? Yeah. And people didn't even want to talk. I remember there was somebody sitting behind us and they were either... They finally, like half hour in or something, started eating popcorn or somebody went for snacks and everybody was just yeah. so quiet. Well, and the girls tried to watch it too. Oh, scared the shit out of them. Well, Charlotte noped out of there really quick when the raccoon got killed. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't care about the, the baby boy, but no. when the raccoon gets eaten, heaven yep, help she her. was done. <laughs> She's nope like, the hell out of there. It scared her half to death. She was like, no, I'm done. So is it my uh mine no, number go, eight. number eight? Go ahead. Uh, it's Jordan Peele actually. Oh, uh, Get Out. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that was just off my list. Yeah, talk about that film because I I really do love that. Film. Yeah, Get I Out do. is really really it's twisted. Yes, and it has a lot of twisted. And actually, I think the father on there is one of the commanders from Handmaid's Tale. Yes. And you do love handmaids. That's pretty much a horror. But it yes. is. Yeah. I love that. I love that show, but um, it, it's so twisted and it has, and like when you're watching it, you're just like, you have no idea what's going on. Right. Right. And then all of a sudden, then it starts kind of laying it out for you and it gives you an insight and you're just like, and then you realize that the daughter's involved and everything. And you're just oh, like, this is I, so weird. You just ruined the movie for everyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's okay. I'm just going to see if I can uh, live stream us on TikTok while we're going here. But no, it is, it is a very, very, it was one of Jordan Peele's first movies, right? It was his very first, very first movie, which yeah. to me that the only other director I can remember in our lifetime who has came out swinging like that yeah. would be M night Shyamalan, I think yes. with the sixth sense. Yeah. But uh, get out. No, get out. Is a, it's, it's really, it's one of those movies where it builds a lot of tension mm -hmm. and you're kind of watching it, but, and, but it's got like the comedy breaks in it too, of course, like your typical Jordan Peele. Um, but it's like, I don't, well, it made number eight on my list. It probably would have went a little bit higher if I didn't have other choices, but. Oh, definitely. It, it, but it, it's a, it's a creepy movie. Oh, it totally yeah. is. And I, I, it's not just creepy, but it was well done, yes. well written. 
absolutely twisted psychological horror. It's the type, I mean, he really did remind me of a modern Alfred Hitchcock because he was, he kept you on the edge of your seat. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock always talked about red herrings, which are basically a plot device that makes you not, it, it intentionally sends you down the wrong rabbit hole there. Yeah. And Jordan Peele was awesome in Ghetto. I, and imagery and sound like stirring the tea for instance yeah and and of course and it and like you kind of and it's not once you get the plot of the story and you figure it out that like you can figure it out fairly quickly absolutely but it still doesn't lessen the the movie any no because you still want to see what happens because you can watch it all that i think how many times have we watched that i've seen it a couple times yeah, yeah and it's great i um cannot get our front camera to show up here and i don't know what's going on i was going to get us on tiktok too but we'll uh, we'll come back to it after but uh yeah it it's great the, the, the problem is the next one wasn't that good i it was okay uh, uh his second movie he did where the girl uh oh us us it was okay I, it was okay it was it was still kind of like a, a mind twister it was but um it was weird. It was very weird, but it wasn't very good. No, it no. it was just kind of no. Oh, I don't know how you want to put it. Just it was so so. I think it was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people felt the same way because they were it, with M Night Shyamalan, for instance. Sixth Sense again was lightning in a bottle. It was a perfect film, and then he came out with a comic book origin story like uh, Unbreakable. Great film. But nobody knew what to think of it. And that may be the, ca- the case with but, us. But then he came out with Lady in the Water. Oh, And you're just like, what is he doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing, man? Like, it yeah. just like, didn't make any sense at all. No. Uh, but he, before that, of course, well, we have another film that we're going to talk about here in a little bit by him. That's one of my favorites for sure. But uh, yeah, so those of you who are sharing right now we we are also live on tiktok so if we get any questions come up we're going to try it just for the hell of it maybe we got too many things on the go at once uh <laughs> ted mcdonald says soylent green is people uh you're right and um that's not quite as bad as say spoiling the ending of a fight club right yeah <laughs> that would really get you bad but and ted mcdonald said soylent green is the green new deal you are the carbon they want to get rid of yes just ask john willis he'll tell you all about that yeah all right so my next one was a Stephen King film. Speaking of Stephen King, anybody want to take a guess before I jump in and tell you what it is? But this is so we already had The Shining. I enjoy this film better than The Shining. It, I'll give you some hints, see if you guys can catch it. But it is probably one of the darkest endings to a film you're ever going to see. The ending was changed from the actual ending in the book to be even darker. And it has a lot of Walking Dead alumni in the film. Yes, it does. It takes place almost entirely in a grocery store, which is rather interesting. Oh, see, Letty Lou says Secret Window. Barrett Bishop says, hey, there, look, guys. <laughs> we got. I don't know if I've seen Barrett in our live streams. This is my, uh, probably my best friend, really, but he's yeah. my brother-in-law, Barrett Bishop. So um, married to my wife's sister. Good to have you. Cujo, nope, you're nope. close. Close. A little bit newer. They actually re-released it in theaters a few years ago with a black and white version for only a few days. Frank Darabond is the director. And any more guesses? It has, um, who's it have in it? Uh, we, oh man. 
Well, it's, it's got well, Dale well, from The Walking Dead and Andrea. And Andrea from The Walking Dead. Yeah. And the main guy, the main actor. Ah, Lady uh, Lou got there it. There you go. <laughs> the Mist. Okay. So, guys, if you've never watched The Mist, just be prepared because the ending is like a punch to the gut and a punch to the nuts at the same time. You it know. is dark and twisted. And after that, there's like one final twist where they add salt to the wound. It is just horrible, but yep. it's so damn good. And it doesn't even matter that the effects don't even look good if you're comparing them to like 1980s movies. It, the effects are so, but it doesn't matter because it, yeah, grocery store gave it away. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, it was a great film. Huge religious, <laughs> Barrett Bishop, he said the yeah. ending made him sick. Absolutely it did. That ending... And I can't, I've read the short story, but it's not the same as that. But it, I think the ending is actually in the book a little bit um, more upbeat. But Stephen King said he wished he'd have wrote that ending. Because that is as dark and fucking twisted as you're ever going to find. And so I'm going to, if you guys have watched this before, uh, what do we got? We got uh, Shia over on uh, TikTok, just says, wants to say hi to her friend. Nice. Good to have you. We got nine people in already. Good to have you over there. So the ending, if you've seen it, you know, I don't want to give it away, but if you haven't seen it, he's one bullet short. And the reason he's one bullet short is because he gets pissed off in the grocery store. And after they kill the crazy religious lady, yep. the grocery guy puts one extra bullet in her for good measure. Yep. And because of that, he is one bullet short at the end of the movie. And I'd watch that 15 times before I noticed that. And it just scared me to, yeah, it, it, it breaks your heart. <laughs> Going to shout out to Jay over on TikTok. Nice to have you guys. Good good little crowd we got coming in here. So The Mist is awesome. Uh, everything, again, it has a bigger cast than a lot of films, but the enclosed nature, the uh, when you have all that mist and fog coming in, and of course it has all the hallmarks of a Stephen King. It deals with insects and monsters and portals going into a different world. It has Carol. Carol, yes, yes. A, a very. She's yeah. not in it for very long. No, 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 no not at all. W what do you think? You like that? No, um, I did like the mist. Uh, the ending was twisted, of course, but I find what what uh, bothered me the most about it is when they're in the grocery store, how quickly people can jump ship and join oh. into like, <laughs> uh, a, like a religious type of uh, following. Like how quickly they can turn when, when they're when they're faced with that type of uh, situation, and and I think that bothered me more than anything because in reality that that does happen. It does, yes, and, and it's, it's fucking crazy. It There's is no crazy, way to get around and it. and like because like soon as she starts preaching about the end of days and the Bible and, and like this is what God did, like how many people just flip their switch. Oh yeah, and, and, and joined them, and she just kept bringing them into her. She fold. kept bringing them in, bringing them in, and then, and then, like even to the point where it's like, um, like a cult oh, mentality when they when they get together, and she convinces them to kill people. Yeah, and everything. And I'm like that, that right there is scares me more than the monsters and everything because you're not even safe when you get those type of people. Absolutely, yes, and and, and the movie happens fast and slow if that makes any sense because you think you're like okay how does that happen 
how do people join in with some crazy fucking religious lady that yeah. fast? But their entire world's been twisted up on the top of their head. They don't know what's going on. They're completely lost. Their, their entire mindset of life has been thrown away. And yeah. they join this crazy... Well, and yeah. they don't even join her. She just starts preaching. And she, like, because they were all really, really, they were all working together. They were all trying to survive. And then all of a sudden, she just starts this crazy talk. And and then all of a sudden, they just all flip. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and like, and all these people, like, and it's a small town. And all these people are not strangers. Right. They they all know each other because they're all referring to each other as their names. Well, and, it's a, well, of yeah. course, again, Stephen King, it's small Stephen town, King everybody, and, there's and, something creepy about small towns. It is, but it's even creepier that they can turn on each other because most of these people have probably known each other their entire lives. Absolutely. And all because she's just preaching away, they're like, oh, well, hey, guess what? Now we're all like, it's the end of the world. Everything's going to hell in the handbasket. And, and no, oh, she's making sense, but she's not making sense. She's just trying to mind control them. Absolutely. And, and, and when she gets shot, I just want to jump up. Oh, I was so happy when they shot her. It's like, shut her up. This woman is out of her mind. Oh, right? she's fucking crazy. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. We got, man, uh, Alex, whoever Alex says, bro, you're looking handsome this evening. So thank you very much. We've had 270 likes over on the live stream from TikTok. So thanks, guys. Beard looks great on you. I appreciate that as well. Mrs. Uh, said that I could grow a beard again, didn't you? I did. Yes. As long as it doesn't look like a mountain man, then we're fine. So poor Letty Lou. Um, apparently, was it cornfields that scared Letty too? Yeah. Anyway, so we have cornfields that scare people, grocery stores that scare people, foggy <laughs> days that scare people, and open staircases that scare people. Uh, and what Ted said there about Storm of the Century. Yes. I will agree, Ted. That is That was one of my favorite short stories on tv oh yeah i remember watching that and when when that creepy guy shows up and he makes them pick the pebbles from the bag oh my god yes and then like and then they have the visions of them all jumping into the ocean and everything that that scared me so, so bad. Ha Haas says it almost sounds like story it's very similar obviously yeah. both stephen king films and um so for the record if you guys didn't know storm of the century is a stephen king film it was not a stephen king book he wrote it as a teleplay, which is a screenplay for television, and then they turned it into a film. It was later on released as a book, but he wrote it specifically as a, I believe, a miniseries, right? Yeah, it was like, I don't know. I remember watching it when I was younger. It was like every Sunday night for like four or five Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and then of course, that, like that, when they make the parents mm -hmm. or the mother pick the pebble, and oh. whoever had the black pebble, basically you lost your... You right, know. that's a great image too. The black pebble in the yeah. hand, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, and there was something about those '90s Stephen King miniseries. They were so good. Yeah, it uh, definitely. Oh, I loved it. And to go back just a little bit further, um, where Ted had an okay, Maximum Overdrive. I love Maximum Overdrive. It's a goddamn guilty pleasure. It Maximum is the, the the transport truck with the the. Oh, the, is it the like gremlin. A, uh, is it a gremlin or a devil? Barrett would know, but I think it's the... Um, it's like a green... I want to say the, the grave digger, but it's not... I don't know what it is. No, anyway, it's like but, a green devil face yeah. or something. Yeah. That one... That That is a crazy movie. When they're like rolling over the baseball players with the cement. Yes. It's like, and it was a great movie. And I the movie it. makes no sense at all. None and whatsoever. For yeah. the record, Stephen King thought... And I probably shared this maybe last week. Goblin. Or, Goblin. There we go. Thank yeah. you, Barrett. <laughs> so Stephen King thought that... Uh, people hadn't done good adaptations of his film. So he figured he was going to uh, direct a film, Maximum Overdrive, the only film Stephen King ever directed. 
has a kick-ass soundtrack, all ACDC. He reached out to him. They said, sure, let's do it. But the movie is hot trash. Oh, but it's yeah. so, it's got a young Emilio Estevez in it. Yep. Yeah, very, uh, just a great film. Uh, I guess, guilty pleasure, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But how does it work? A comet, Earth passes through the tail of a comet, and it causes all vehicles to yeah, become self-aware. No, all, all electronics. electronics. Yeah. You guys remember the Little, girl hanging out the window from her uh, blow dryer oh, strangler? How about the pot machine that she's yeah. pop out? Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, hits them in the head and kills them. It's like... We got Chris J. Dixon over on TikTok. And we got, uh, looks like your sister, Amy. My sister-in-law. See her way up in the corner there? Oh, we got 485 likes. Somebody just said, what radio station are you on? You can catch us on... Uh, the easiest place to be YouTube right at the moment. Um, or you can catch us in all podcatchers under the workshop podcast. It comes out Toolman Tim's workshop podcast at least three times a week. So thank you. Appreciate you coming in. And uh, I think, uh, is that stinky nuts? I like your name. We got a whole <laughs> bunch of Canadian flags for that. So maximum overdrive, best soundtrack ever. The next one would be Iron Man 2. That had a whole shit ton of, Oh yeah. what did they pay to get all those ACDs? shitty movie. Yeah. But they had... <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Mrs. Cook. All right, number seven, I copped out again. I did the Halloween series. Oh boy, guys, I, tell right. you, I don't know what to do with her. So we're not gonna we're gonna exclude a couple of the Halloweens, of course. Uh, Season of the Witch, which was a bag of hot trash. <laughs> well, it, okay, it was ridiculous. Halloween it, film without Michael in it. Yeah, and it was it was it was dumb. I don't I I can't even watch it. And then of course, and we're not gonna include the Rob Zombie. Which I love, by the no, way. Uh, Only the first one. Remember yeah, I, I do. One? I do like the first one, mm -hmm. but it is not the originals. No, and not. I'm gonna and I'm gonna exclude the ones with Paul Rudd. Oh my god! And, I forgot he was in a Halloween film. Yeah, and um, the man who doesn't age. I think he's a yes. horror film all by himself. And then there's the the one, the little girl. Her name's Jamie. Anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those. I I think those are just cash catchers. They were just trying to profit off the halloween series um but the first halloween is an original oh john carpenter uh, john carpenter jamie lee curtis like you you can't go jamie lee curtis no matter what anybody says she's the scream queen she well, always has been always will be how many horror like three yeah yeah a a amy over on tiktok says h2o thumbs down right josh hartnett yeah yeah no michelle williams no no, but Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, so that's why I I do watch it. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is incredible. She is she one of my it. favorites. Yeah. It's almost like, a sin that the new horror. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but. I know. Well, I I think she came back to do because she's like she's still involved with it, but I think she just wants it to be done. Yeah, like and, 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 and that's she, fine. I'm sure they offered her a decent. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, she'd be stupid not to take any money, right? She's mm -hmm. incredible. But like she, but she was also in prom night. Yes. When she was, she was incredible in prom night. And, but like, I would say Halloween series, but I think honestly, probably just the first Halloween. Yeah. 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 Like, I, because it's a classic. It, it is. Was it, did it come out before Friday the 13th or after? I can't remember, but they all came out about the same time. Well, the first Halloween was 78. Right. So, so it'd be very damn close, I think, because yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre started it all. And then the next three just came boom, boom, boom like that. But yeah, they're always, they're, they're fun. I, no, yeah. oh, I've watched them all and they're all great. But like the one where, um, I, I don't know which one it is, but where they kill Michael and then they eat his heart. And then he comes back as 
like he's oh that where um or was that jason that's jason that's jason okay yeah. sorry that sorry, might be sorry. jason jason's dead or anyone, maybe but yeah well, okay they, never they bring mind. him sorry, back that, and they I apologize all, that's because jason. everybody becomes but, jason in that yes film. okay sorry yeah. that's, oh, my that's fault. all right but um but like the michael myers like when it i don't know when they bring the doctor in and everything it it's uh the the Rob Zombie one was pretty true to it, but it's not it's not the original. I just I love his slum chic that he does, you know, the the whole Well, I'm not a huge fan of his wife. I so. yeah, I get it. And she didn't yeah. need to be in it, but you know what? No. She fit in well. She it, did. She did good in the first one. I yeah. will give her that. But I'm just I don't it's not the first, it's not the original. Oh, absolutely. What's this fourth? Hey, bro, I'm doing a project for school. Can you explain what the fourth dimension is to me? Yeah, we're going to scroll on. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fourth dimension is, but uh, unless we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, I love the Halloween films. I do. Yep. And I hadn't, I don't, I, or um, confession time. I don't believe I'd seen any of them before you and I met. <laughs> so she's completely ruined me, of yes. course. Uh, you know, if, if I didn't have a sick and twisted mind before, I certainly have one now. <laughs> And uh, yeah, use your imagination. But uh, my number seven is Hereditary. Oh, Hereditary is so good. Another film that 100% lived up to the hype, surpassed the hype, and one of the few films that really made me feel. It made me feel dread, made me feel depressed. Uh, it legitimately scared me, and that does not happen very often. Well, it was so dark and... I don't know. It was like, it was so dark and, and it had a lot of um, things in there that a lot of movies haven't touched on. You know what I mean? So well, it's like, without spoiling, I mean, dealing yeah. with the loss of a child, yeah. you know, that, that is huge. And yeah. Um, and it's one of those movies that legitimately sets you up for one thing and then knocks your head right off your shoulders about 15 minutes in <laughs> yep. and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah, and then it just goes fucking balls to the wall bonkers toward the end. It it almost felt the last few minutes almost felt like a Hellraiser movie. Yes. Remember? Just, Which is just crazy. insane. Oh, so and it's got good. Gabriel Byrne in it and yes. Tony Collette. Tony Collette, which yeah. was kind of resurgence for her for sure. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, I mean it's it's one of those films that deals with horror and also I'd psychological say, i'd say mental illness mental too. illness yeah. yes yeah like it, it does deal with a lot of uh like mental problem like mental illness um and it deals with loss but um but it look and i think it, it it deals with a lot of really dark touchy subjects very much so religion yeah. was in there too a little yeah. bit yeah yeah like in it, it's not for the weak of heart oh no no it, it'll make you a little bit sick to your stomach and even if you don't stick around to the ending, there's just, there's about three scenes in the film. The first one I kind of alluded to, we don't want, we, I won't spoil that, but the big shock surprise 15, 20 minutes in is crazy. Yeah. Then to me, for whatever reason, the scariest scene in the whole movie was the old lady that had the seance. Do you remember? Yep. And for whatever reason, it is just... It, I don't know. That was the thing. It still gives me a little bit of tingles in the back of my neck when I think about it. I don't know why that fucked me up so bad, but it was just, it was a great film, wasn't it? It was. And, and like I said, though, like if you, 
like you have to go into it with an open mind. Yes. And, because if you're not willing to do that, and then you're not going to understand it. But um, and I find if horror movies really, really bother you, it helps to realize um, you have to remind yourself that it's just a movie. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Because yeah. it. But it's, it's escape. It, it, it makes is. you feel it lets you feel you enjoy it. Yeah, it's great to have the shit scared out of you. It is, but it is really, really, really dark. Absolutely, really dark. Uh, Terry, I think that might be a uh, is that Terry Christie. I think she said, "Hey Tim, hey Becky, over on TikTok." <laughs> Wendy, hey Wendy, good to see you. She's watching over on Facebook. We got a great crew in tonight. What an oh, awesome yeah. well, crew! Who doesn't like movies? Right? Absolutely. So, is yours next? Number six. You talk about number six. I'm just gonna run next door for a split second. You okay. Good? Yep. I'm just gonna have a water break. <laughs> So my number six is The Conjuring. Um, it's hard to do this by myself. <laughs> so, all right. So it's The Conjuring, uh, the first one. Now with Ed and Lorraine, uh, I like they're basic. They're the real people. I think they've both passed now. Um, the first one is it is really it's a really really good movie. They they touch on like all the I think where it's the first one they're touching on Ed and Lorraine Warren how they're uh, psychological researchers paranormal researchers and they deal with a lot of exorcisms and demon possession and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Amityville when you're. Uh, you're all good? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Amityville with the whole possession of and the haunted, the haunting of the house. And Ed and Lorraine had something to do with the original Amityville, Amityville as well, yes, which they, they don't did. they don't talk about in the movies, do they? No, I don't. Not not that I know of yet. That's what I was thinking. But um, like I guess the con, like with the well, of course, then the Conjuring was the starting. Yes. Of all the other ones. How many? There's The Conjuring, one through three. Yeah. There's The Nun. The Nun. Annabelle. Annabelle. Annabelle 2. Sinister is in that? Maybe I not don't know. I don't but, think Sinister okay. is. No. All right. No, no. Like I The Conjuring is the whole Ed and Lorraine. Yes, that's yeah. right. And then they're they're doing a Conjuring 4. Mm. Which is great. I, yeah. Because we, what was, was it Sinister or was it Conjuring? That we went and watched the third one of in theaters this couple. It was the Conjuring. Yeah, yeah. That, that was good. It was. Yeah, we're at eleven. Not, not as good as the first one. No, eleven hundred likes over on TikTok, and Stinky Nuts wants to let you know you're doing a great job, Becky. So okay. keep it up. <laughs> she didn't know I was going to do that. Wife, oh yes, yeah. There's there's Joel's wife, Wendy, the one okay. that kept letting me sit under the awning and chill with them when I needed some quiet time at all the different events. So you don't know how much that meant to me, Wendy. It's good to have you. Um. Conjuring, uh, Letty says Conjuring's good. Haas says Conjuring's great. And Haas said, I think the house got sold not too long ago. Probably Amityville, speaking yes. of. Well, the, um, yeah, well, they did away with the, the eye windows and everything. They made them square windows and stuff. But, like, I find with The Conjuring, it was the first movie that I had seen in a long time that it, it, it creeped me out. Absolutely, it did. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah. And it was PG-13. It was. I watched it just the other night. And, of course, that you watch it again. A you watch it a couple times, like ah, I'm okay, it's not as scary as it was, but it was pretty creepy. It was in yeah. it, um, atmosphere, right? Yes, so um, was that uh, let's just see here, right quick. So, The Conjuring, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spell that wrong, right? There we go, Conjuring the Beyond. Oh, that must be a knockoff, right? Yeah, 
and let's just bring up number Not two right there. That'll tell us who the director. I think it was uh, James Wan is the director. He yeah. is a modern horror master. Yeah. What was the crazy balls to the wall one we watched not too long ago where the girl, her body goes backwards and they, they have like this gory fight that looks like it belongs in a John Carpenter film. Oh yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't uh, a very good movie, but I know no, it's but it was fun. Uh, look at, look, James Wan, like I said, is a master of horror. He has like 15 movies in pre-production. Uh, Letty Lou didn't know all eight were connected. They are. Uh, yeah. So he, so insidious, he is producer on all the insidious films um malignant so if you guys haven't seen malignant it's good uh it's just i don't know it's crazy it's so cheesy i think it's going to be a cult classic someday i think Mm -hmm. it will because it doesn't make any sense at all but it's really good really really good (laughs) in its own way but um yeah so james wan was involved in all those i don't know if the sinister film or insidious films were I don't. There's just a whole bunch of them. They're all kind of in that same. Um, world. I think Insidious. Uh, who Who's the actor? I don't Patrick know. Wilson. Yes. Is he the one in the Insidious well, movies? He's directing. He, uh, yeah. 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 Okay. That's him. There it is. Yeah. So does he play? He he plays Ed. Yes, and Rose Byrne plays uh, um, Lorraine. Right. No, no. Lorraine is Vera Farmiga. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, Rose Byrne is the wife in Insidious. Right. But I don't think Conjuring and the Insidious are connected. I got I got to bring this up. So Wendy, uh, she knew um, this would be um, the Lutz family, I'm guessing, or one of the families. I'm from the um, the original family was the Lutz. Family. Yeah, I don't know if it's that family, but she knew them, and she said it wasn't actually scary for them. It was a friendly ghost that would pet their hair and open doors before they got there. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I think that would be scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, long about breaking stuff. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That that's like um, what was the Steven Spielberg film that we talked about last week um, from the eighties? Uh, the TV Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't care how friendly those ghosts might be; they're <laughs> fucking scary. Oh, but all right. So my number six is one we already talked about, but I think it deserves a little talk again. Is Dawn of the Dead, the two thousand and four edition, and uh, <laughs> because that's just so goddamn good. That movie is so good. It, I don't know, everything about it, right? Yeah. It hasn't aged well, but that was my introduction to Down With The Sickness. If you guys know that that um, that song, I mean, it is as loud and as heavy metal as possible. And in Dawn of the Dead, there's a scene where they're running from zombies. They get into the elevator, the door shuts, and you're just there with Muzak. For those of you who are younger than... 35 music used to be background music they'd play in the malls that (laughs) sounded like real songs but were just played on a 15 dollar midi keyboard is what it was but uh dawn of the dead was great so they get in there and down with the sickness by disturbed is playing but it's uh just kind of quiet right yeah yeah and then there's a a swing version of it too isn't there i think so Ah, i can't that is just a killer soundtrack but anyway dawn of the dead if you've never seen the 2004 version, do yourself a favor and go and see it. Disturbed. I love that. I The other night I come home and it came on just at the the opening where he goes, you know, right loud. So I cranked it right up, you know, living my uh, high school days again. So, and uh, I see Renegade Butchers over on TikTok tonight. Hello from TikTok. Good to see you, my friend, Josh. And uh, I saw Jester from It's Doomsday podcast was on earlier. And Ted says he used to live in a haunted house. 
I'd hear voices coming from the answering machine. <laughs> now we used to like I used to think that we lived in a haunted house too. I um it was I don't know if Amy's still online or not, but it was uh, on Davis Street. Okay. And she probably wouldn't remember because she was little, but uh, there was we there was times that there was this one time that we just after we moved in. And we heard a lot of clanking and banging. And we went down and all the kitchen pots were in the middle of the kitchen. And <laughs> sure that wasn't your brother? No, no, because Brian would have only been three. Mm -hmm. So, and like, honestly, I, I think it was my dad. Sure. Trying to scare you. Trying Because he told he also told us that the lady who owned the house. Oh, look, look there's Amy. She moved it, over to Facebook. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think it might have been because uh, um, he also told us that the lady who owned the house died on the toilet. Oh yes. Yes. So I don't know. It was might might have been him. I don't know, but it still it still traumatized me. <laughs> so I just I don't know if it was him or not. I'm gonna yeah. we've had a few people that have asked, have you watched so and so movie? I'm gonna star them and we'll do them at the end because okay. they're exciting. I love that film. Haas is asking about white noise. We'll come back to I that, love that because movie. it's a good film. Uh so what am I on? Number I'm on number five. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Dylan. so I had Quiet Place. Okay. But I took it off because I had another honorable mention. Oh, okay. What is it? It is not a bloody whore. Oh, okay. But it's threads. Oh, yes. I didn't think about that. For I me. don't know if anybody has seen threads. Like, it's almost the same. Because I introduced you to that not too long ago. I right? had seen it before. You had? Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think I kind of mentally blocked it out. But every once in a while, when you're thinking about movies it's one of those movies that creeps into your brain and you're like that movie really traumatized me a lot and and it's dark and it's scary and and it's it's so like you can't really say it's realistic but it is realistic and just just everything and it's so depressing and it kind of had like um the road feel yep yeah, yeah so I, depressing. If it's possible, it could be more depressing than The Road. Oh, it was all. It, it's like it's an awful movie, but it's a good movie, and and it's not for the faint of heart. Oh, again, no, no, it, it, it's it, not entertaining at all. I no. mean, it, it's a great film, but no, it, uh, Threads with a D. Yes. Oh, somebody. Oh, Threads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I got a picture of it up here on the screen, Haas, if you're watching. Yeah. But it was a made-for-TV film yeah. that was. Um, so there was two. This one came out on the BBC back in 1984. And the U.S. networks were working on one as well called The Day After. They're both really bad. Day After takes place in Kansas and it's bad. But Threads is even, I don't know, there's something about Threads that feels real. Yeah, and it's about nu it's about nuclear war. Yes. And it takes place in England? Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. And or, or, um, yeah, Sheffield, it? Sheffield, England. Yep. Yeah, in England. Um, it, it It is so, it is very... It's it's terrifying. It is. it is because like you, like no none of us have ever actually been in a nuclear war or anything. So so you don't know. But like when you watch this, you you have this in the back of your head. Like oh my goodness, this is probably what would happen. Right. And and it, and it's scary. And it it scared me. It's still like I still it, sometimes have dreams about it. It's it's a scary movie. It was in one of my lists of post apocalyptic films, and it, it is it is a. A deadly, scary, very serious film that, um, if, you know, if, if they turned this into an anti-STD movie, it would have scared every teenager away from having sex for 100 years. <laughs> yeah, but this right. is a movie that's like, holy shit, the Cold War sucks and this is what could happen. And they take it to its logical conclusion. They run it. Doesn't this 
doesn't it have a scope of like 10 or 20 years? Yeah, it does because it, it like it has this the scope of uh like basically um nothing being able to grow, mm -hmm. uh people starving to death, and then you've got people with radiation and uh deformities. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's it, like and of course then the the there's no fertility like there's no yeah they can't have babies they can't have babies and why the hell would you want to <laughs> right but even Oops. when they can but it's like and then of course then it's people struggling to survive and mm -hmm. oh yeah it's it's brutal like in England's already brutal enough for growing things <laughs> over there because you can just imagine how Rain much worse it would there. be right yeah. and, but no it it it's still it's a very very dark movie absolutely. It is. Real quick, Renegade Butcher over on TikTok says the swing version in Dawn of the Dead was by Richard Cheese. Huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Now he might be being funny. Josh, Josh wanted me to, he always likes to get me to say really inappropriate things so he okay. can turn, turn them into uh, <laughs> clips over on Fountain. So if you guys want to ever hear the worst of me talking about jiggling a lock in and out, in and out. Yeah, he's good at that. But he also mentioned the descent. <laughs> I don't know why the descent is such a, I liked it, Yeah, but it's become a modern horror classic that people talk about all the time the descent no, yes that's that's the where they go underground um splunking cave oh, you know see, caving like and that one they find like aliens or something not aliens but creatures down there remember yeah but very then, claustrophobic yeah no I don't, I don't think i really like that one too and if you're over on tiktok make sure you hit a like for us guys we're at 1100 likes so thank you very much that's insane um so uh my next one on my list is number five Rob Zombie. Uh, yep. Anybody want to pick what my favorite Rob Zombie film was? I can fill you in, but I really don't think it ever got better than his first one. They're all good. I really like so the second so it's um Dawn of the Dead and then or sorry, House of the Thousand Corpses, and then what's the second one? Children, uh no. House of the Thousand Corpses. Yeah, the, the second one. I can't think of the name right now. Uh, but when they they play Freebird at the end when yeah, they're going um, um uh house of the no children nah. children of the damned or something. Ah, I can't, no, right? I it doesn't remember. matter but yeah so i love house of a thousand corpses and i think a couple of reasons it again it was in that renaissance of early 2000s horror films and if you ever look at the behind the scenes happening of Don, of house of a thousand corpses devil's rejects thank you amy devil's, I don't know, yes, yeah. yeah so if you ever look at it rob zombie tried to get this film made for many years it got bought and sold by multiple um, studios. Nobody wanted to touch it until Universal picked it up and ended up, they turned it into a haunted house night at Universal. And then if I, if I could be wrong about this one, but I think they ended up dumping the film again. And I, I believe he ended up buying it and releasing it himself. So I didn't know what I was in for. And that's part of the fun with these movies is when you don't know what you're in for. So I sat down one night watched it all by myself before we met and uh i sat down watched it and it was scary it, it a lot of people call it a texas chainsaw massacre knockoff which it kind of is but it's got that grungy look that it, it, it is what Rob, rob zombie is a it, host of a thousand corpses was written as a love letter to horror films he loves the classic horror and he does and of course his kind of mystique and look and um whatever you want to call it is just dripping in the film but what stuck with me is that final scene when they have the guy on his knees with the gun to his head 
and the camera pulls up and up and up and up and slow and then all of a sudden boom they shoot him in the head and that just made me sick to my stomach and so apparently i like movies that make me sick to my stomach <laughs> because it uh it's good i loved it and i've i've enjoyed his movies have have is uh he's a very good example of law of diminishing returns he's good each film afterwards got a little bit not so good yes yes devil's rejects is great it has an incredible ending with the three rejects driving in the um with the top down in the vehicle and free bird by um sorry free bird is playing running in the background by leonard skinnard and it is just awesome they have an absolute shootout and how the hell he ever turned it into a third film i'll never know but it was good well and a lot and a lot of his movies are really dirty Oh, grungy, grungy. Yeah, like through and through. I mean, they look like a Rob Zombie music video. Well, and they, they, and they like. kind of look like they're filmed on like 35 millimeter. Yeah. 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 Or, or, yeah. Or, um, eight, uh, 16, uh, 16 or, or whatever. 70, whatever. The old. Yeah, yeah. Like the old film. They're all film like that. And Super eight. They all. And of course, all the characters always look like they just crawled out of a ditch. Mm -hmm. And and like how I didn't mind it. I, I don't think I actually have sat down and watched it start to end okay like i've caught bits and pieces of it because i do have a hard time with a lot of rob zombies movies mm -hmm. now because you really don't like uh sherry moon zombie which i, I totally get i no, but uh devil's rejects i did like yes i did like that one um but i do i do have a hard time with his movies yeah i get it yeah like i said i loved his halloween remake most people didn't i yeah. hated his second one he should have just stuck with one but apparently they threw a bunch of money at him, and he's like, fine, I'll do it. And then he did the goddamn monsters, and apparently it's a hot mess. So nah, I won't even watch that yeah. one. And uh, so Renegade Butcher says, no, seriously, it is legitimately Richard Cheese. Look it up. So I'm guessing somebody didn't want them to know what the real name was on the song. But, okay. you know, because what's short for Richard? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Tennessee Texan Shiner says, the devil's rejects. Thank you as well over on TikTok. But, yeah, um, so Host of a Thousand Corpses. Love it. It is absolutely an homage to classic horror. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Works. What do you have next, darling? Uh, number four, The Strangers. Ooh, the original, yeah, not the, the original, remake. the one with Liv Tyler. How did they go and remake that film? Not even that, like, what, 15 years, 10 years? I don't I know. I know. The, re the remake actually wasn't horrible. Um, no, it was okay. Guilty pleasure. Yep. Uh, but the original, The Strangers, that, that movie creeped me out. Oh, yes. And the whole, when she says the line, why are you doing this to us? And she responds with, it's because you were, you were home or yeah. because you answered the door. Um, it's, it's a really creepy movie mm -hmm. that, and, and like when they're like writing on the windows and banging on it and, and then, and, and like just, just how it, just what they do. And, and of course at the end, um, like the ending is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the very, very few movies that I don't mind Liv Tyler in. I had a huge crush on Liv Tyler back in the day. Of course I did, because there was yeah. a 14-year-old boy and she was in all the Aerosmith movies. Or, no, yeah. just the one, right? She was only in one? Two. It was Alicia Silverstone was in all of them. But, mm. yeah, there was a few movies that I really liked when she was uh, back in the day. But I, I can't help it. It was what it was. So Yeah. So, but, yeah. so anyway, The Strangers, you enjoyed that? I did. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. It was a good film from when, what year did I can't, there we go. Uh, the two, Strangers, 2008. 2008. Yeah. So how do they go and make The Strangers with Liv Tyler in 2008 
And then they end up making a remake of it. Is that Strangers Pray at Night? Is that yes, the one? That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Oh, so maybe it wasn't a remake. Maybe it was a no, I think a spiritual I, sequel. Yeah, Ten years later. Yeah, I think it's just a sequel of the same characters. That's the one where the person gets drowned in the pool, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So it, it's okay. I, I, I enjoyed it, but the original was good. I, I like that quite a bit. So strangers. Um, number four. Now, if you guys happen to watch the episode I did with Cam and Colby from the Casual Preppers podcast. Great guys. They're going to come back and we're going to do an episode on this one. So this is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan film. It's also a PG-13. It is a masterclass in tension and not showing you what's there. And that is signs. Now, whenever I, I personally, I think it's enjoying a bit of a renaissance. I think yep. there's a lot of people who talk about it, kind of like uh, Descent. It was a film that was looked at okay when it came out, but over the years, people have really gotten into it. So signs, if you haven't seen it, it's great. And don't care about how cheesy. The, I love signs. Yes. The, yeah. the aliens look cheesy. <laughs> you don't see the aliens. You, you got to be, it's got to be an hour into the film before you well, see yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't even see it. It's uh, on fate. It's like on a camera in the camera. Yeah. It's a handy, it's handy yeah. cam film from Mexico at a girl's birthday Brazil. party. Brazil, sorry, Brazil yeah. <laughs> at a girl's birthday party. And you're seeing it like shaky and then just for a second. And yeah. I, I still get chills. I love it. Yeah. And, when he walks across. And he walks into the green freaking alien and he walks and you're like, oh my fucking <laughs> God, what is going on? But the cast. Oh my God. The, the cast, cast is so, so good. good. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. That, I mean, yeah. you just stop there and it's perfect. Because I'm yep. a huge... Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. Well, I think he is underrated as an actor. Myself. Well, and say what you want about Mel Gibson. I love oh, Mel Gibson. I don't care. You can, yeah. Yeah. You know, he it's is, not like he's Bill Cosby or anything. No, he is an incredible actor. Uh, every Everything he does is good. I, I love all his movies. Uh, I'm a huge, you know, Lethal Weapon oh, yeah. fan. Uh, but he he's, but that movie, like, and Joaquin and Mel, they have a really good chemistry too. Oh, they're so. I wish, yeah, yeah. it would be great if they did one. They yeah. can't make a sequel to that per se, but it would be no. Good. But they had a really good chemistry, and like it, it was just a and a court Rory Culkin, yes. And, and who's the girl? Isn't she one of the yes, famous? Uh, she I know who she is, but I can't. She's think not of her the name. one from the Tom Cruise movie War of the Worlds, is it? No, 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 no. She is can... the new, she's on the Screen Queens. Oh yeah! Oh, show. Yeah, she was in Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. Yeah. What was uh, Abigail? Abigail Breslin. Breslin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a perfect film, and what one of the things I love about Signs is in 2002, it was well known that crop circles were hoaxes. They were basically people who would go out with two by fours, and they had they 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 were. <laughs> they, <laughs> They literally, Joaquin Phoenix talks about it. He's like nerds that didn't have any girlfriends. Yeah. And they would go out and make signs or crop circles in the crops. What I love about that is M. Night Shyamalan flips the expectations on its head. He says, yes, we know this, but they're real. Yeah. And when they're chasing the alien around the house, do you see him for a split second? There's kind of a muddy view of him on the roof when he steps kind of, yeah, over the just roof. like a shadow yeah yeah and then the it, it plays like a stephen king film doesn't it, it? does because yeah. you have the small country town 
And the lady who plays the sheriff is friggin' perfect. She's yep. awesome. The guy who plays the um, military guy, remember that the recruiting guy? Yep. There's something off-putting about well, him. Well, and M. Night Shyamalan's in it. He plays the vet. Yes. And, yep. you know, the less M. Night Shyamalan talks in a film, the better off we all are. <laughs> he wasn't horrible. No, he was pretty good. Yeah. And of course, he plays the guy who killed Mel Gibson's wife yep. inadvertently because he fell asleep. He was a vet who was working late, um, you know, looking after animals. Yeah, everything. The writing is taught. I don't even care that the swing away glass of water ending was cheesy. It doesn't matter doesn't because matter. it is a master class in atmosphere. So good. And again, like I said, less is more. There's plenty of times where you see a reflection of the alien in a butcher knife. You see a quick pass of the alien at the birthday party. You see a quick glance at the alien on the roof. And of course, then it makes you jump about 100 feet Oh, when the hand comes underneath the door and he cuts the fingers off. Yeah. Oh, oh. my. Like, because you're not expecting it at all. And he's mm -hmm. looking underneath the door and he's looking at the glare and all of a sudden it just kind of made me jump. Oh, my. So good. Yeah. It, so good. it was a, yeah, it was a really good movie. So I'm going to have Cam and Colby back and we're going to do an entire episode just on signs. <laughs> I don't know so why, but it's going to be great. They love it. It, Yeah, they talk about it all the time. So go ahead, Darlin, what's next? Uh, number three, I have The Cabin in the Woods. Ooh, with a young Thor. With young with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. And, of course, very disappointing, though, because he gets killed by gets a, killed, in a, right. in a freak motorcycle accident. <laughs> yeah. very, very, very quick in the movie. Yes. But, um... It's one of those movies you're watching and and you're thinking, okay, well, this is going to be kind of cheesy and dumb. And then, but then it gets more in depth. And as it gets more in depth into it, you're just like, this is really weird. Mm -hmm. And it's an absolute, it's a mind fuck. There's no other is, way to put it. It yeah. is. And then, of course, and then, of course, when it, when it keeps going and it's got Richard Jenkins in it, who's, Oh yeah. He's, he's so good. He's so good. He's the dad from Step Brothers, yes. right? Yeah. But, uh, it gets more and more cause like you're thinking, okay, it's just going to be a, a cheesy kind of like a Jason in the, in the woods are going to kill all these teenagers. Yada, yada, yada. But then you realize how in depth it is. Oh, it's very deep yeah. and completely cr uh, crazy. It is know? crazy. Yeah. The, the virus. What uh, um, Haas, Haas asked a question. What about the virus? Just is that about the virus? Oh, is that about the virus? Which one? Um, the, probably the movie. No. Oh, uh, cabin. No, you're thinking of Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. No, this this one is uh, written by Josh Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Buff, Buffy and yeah, Avengers but it, guy. it's kind of like a a, de a demon sacrificial. Mm -hmm. um, like I don't want to give too much away. No. Like I like it, it, okay. It, just... it plays like the Bruce Campbell film, which yeah. one? Uh, Evil Dead. It plays Evil Dead. like Evil Dead until Chris Hemsworth dies, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> the movie does a 180 degree turn, and it turns into something totally wacky, but it's scary. It's entertaining. It's bloody as hell. It's smart, it's stupid, it's funny, all of the but, above. But then, of course, and as it goes on, and they start realizing what's happening, yes, then it starts getting creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of creepy shit down below. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like these people get, and then, um, uh, and then you, and then at the end, I think we talked about it before. Yeah, I think we did a little at bit. At the end, you kind of, like, you're rooting for them, and then you're like, no. She, I know they actually have to die. You almost wish, yeah. You're like, like okay, 
because it's yeah. one of the the rare ones where you're rooting against the protagonist because you realize that if uh, spoiler alert if they're willing to sacrifice themselves they'll save the entire earth the entire world and if they don't everybody's fucking dead exactly yeah, 100 <laughs> it's so weird yeah and it's got sigourney weaver in it too oh yes yeah, she does. makes a little cameo in it and- hoss hoss says he doesn't think he's seen it do yourself a favor and watch it. it yeah, it, it is really good. It's you'll on never Netflix. be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number three, uh, we're gonna scroll back. Chicken Hawk. I don't know if you're still out there listening. You might just be driving around on a forklift at the uh, grocery plant tonight. But if you're out there listening, this is for you, buddy. High <laughs> tension. <laughs> and Chris Dixon, if you're still listening, wherever you happen to be, I don't know if you're still over on TikTok or not. High tension is a friggin'. So. We are in the creme de la creme now. Yeah. We're in the top three. Did I jump ahead of you? Did I skip your number three? No. Uh, no. Left? Okay. A high tension is, was number 14 on my yes. list. Yes. So high tension is a French horror movie that I, it's a perfect title of a film, high tension, because it ramps up. The tension just starts at the very beginning and it ramps its way up the whole way through. And you don't know what the fuck is going on. But wow, is it ever twisted and it, it's a psychological horror, yep. but it's absolutely that trope of home alone in the middle of the night. They're not home alone, but there's three or four people, you know, yep. I think she, I, they no, were roommates it, it, in college or yeah, something. Yeah, it's the, the two girls and they go to the one girl's house yes. for like. A, in the countryside of France, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like their vacation from school or okay. something like, I don't know, one of the holidays or something. But and like, she has a bit of a crush on her, remember? Yeah. And yeah, but she doesn't want to talk, you know. So there's all this, there's you know, this suppressed homosexuality, there's um psychological pro- that yeah, anyway. I, and I'm not, I don't think we didn't give away the twist last time, and no, we're not we gonna. You need to watch this film, but yeah. but I will say again though, it is the first movie that we watched when we lived in Marshalltown. Yeah, where we I actually got up and made sure the back door was locked. <laughs> Because it is, it is it is that creepy and and it is on Crave right now too for us Canadians for us Canadians and um, I believe it's on Prime, but on um, Amazon right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, it is dubbed, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a really really good dub. It is, and yeah. um, it yeah it it's so worth it. And it was okay. It was made in two thousand and three. You you notice there's a lot of early two thousands films on this list. Yeah, because there was a real I've probably used the word renaissance too much tonight, but there was a real resurgence in horror in the early 2000s. And they were all filmed. That was when digital was getting really, really big. And it has this grainy look that the film's never going to be pure high definition because it was filmed on digital. Uh, It's very similar to some of like Star Trek, the next generation uh, was filmed on, was, was produced on video cassette. So they, in order to do high definition, they have to rebuild all of the sets. They can't do it, right? So, and, and this one's really grainy, really gritty, and it is just, I, yeah. Yeah, and when you watch it, it doesn't look like it's from the 2000s. It kind of looks like an 80s. Sure it does. Yeah, yeah, it plays like that for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that they're French and it's a cheesy overdub. It's great. No, it is a great. And Andy over on uh, Telegram says, and that's why I don't watch horror movies, talking about Mel having issues with stair treads. <laughs> But it's a great film. The the girl in it, I mean, nobody nobody has a lot of dialogue. It's a no. very quiet film, a very dark, sick, and twisted film. Um, and it again, it's one of those movies that deals with um, 
mental illness. It too. does deal with yes. mental illness. Yeah. Without giving it away. But it, it yeah. Yeah. We don't want to give away too much because you have to watch it. It's, really it's good. good. And it, yeah. And like I said, one of those gas powered pavement cutters is used as a <laughs> implement of destruction. It's yep. totally worth it. There is another name for that film. And I was trying to find it while we were talking. Um, but I can't. Sometimes there's alternate titles in here. But um, let's see. Here's a piece of trivia from this film, just so you know. The camera used during the car attack scene, and that is the one where they use the um, cement cutter. They said the camera used during the car attack scene got so much fake blood on it during the shooting that when it was being used on another film, the fake blood oozed from it during focusing on the shot. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. Uh, evening Kentucky Sustainable Living. Good to have you in here. Um, okay, baby, go ahead with your number two. Oh, just wanted to say, Haas just watched it, loved the film, high tension, and it's on Tubi for, um, okay. that's a free, I think we have Tubi up here too. But yeah, cool. Go ahead, darling, number two. Number two is It. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> now, I don't want to downplay the original. Right. It's okay. Uh, it's not great. I, I do like I Tim Curry. So, like he, he was good. He was good. Yeah. And it was made for TV, so they could only get away TV, with so much. But he is yeah, no scars uh, guard. Scar oh, not at all. No. Now, the the new it it actually like it is scary. Yeah. It legitimately scary. Legitimately and of course, and they're more um well, okay. Well, so there's a scene in it. I'm gonna just jump in right quick. Yeah. They don't hide anything. There's no, a scene where say. Georgie gets his arm bit off. Exactly, because in the TV version with, uh, like the older version, like you know what happens, but they don't actually show it. Right. But in the newer ones, they're not shy about all that. But it's a film that needs to show the. Yeah, violence. it has to show the violence. Yes. And of course, and the kids in it are great. Mm -hmm. Like they're like they're great actors, and and it's just, it, it's probably one of the movies that made me scared of clowns oh yes yeah, yeah and that was the original one but then when you watch the new one you're just like okay yeah i'm definitely scared of clowns. <laughs> so it, but it, yeah. it's it's really good and the first the, so it's cool so if you've never read the book of course stephen king and you know yeah. I, you know, I kind of have a thing for his literature for sure if you want to call it that but it's some people call it his magnum opus. I prefer The Stand, but it's written with flashbacks. So you have the kids, you have the present, you have the kids, you have the present. And in the movie, they decided to make the choice where they do the kids in one film yep. and the adults in the second one. And I think it was the best choice they could do. But the kid one, the, the first of the two movies was significantly better, I think. Oh, it was. It was so good. And, and I like that... Um... In the newer version, too, it gives you a lot more story. Yes. Like... Uh, it does, yeah. Yeah, because in the TV one, it was it was just basically about jump scares and mm -hmm. about creeping people out. But it didn't give you a lot of backstory. No. And and I find it it, it does more in the newer versions. Yes, it, it's yeah. very, very... Uh, and like I said, it was brought a little bit to the so in the stand book i think it was written in 80 or sorry um in it it was written maybe in 84 so the modern day was the 80s and the flashbacks were the 50s and what i loved about 
the new series was modern day was today yeah and the flashbacks were the 80s it was really cool yeah. i liked how they did that but and 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 they're just more uh open to a lot of it too like they just uh like because you you don't know um a lot of the backstories uh about the one guy's parents yeah they, and, they fill you all in on that yeah and of course and and it's more it's it's more interesting yes. to watch so i just for anybody over on tiktok i just ended it and restarted it because after you're live for a while you tend to kind of lose the audience so we're gonna we're gonna just try it see what happens but thank you everybody who's been over there we're gonna go back live again but yeah it was great and um there's some really good scenes in it yes yeah special effects were used really well and for the record, that creepy thing he does with his eyeballs uh, is real. He can do that. Yeah, that that's really creepy. Oh, so one creepy. eye goes this way, one eye goes this way. Oh yeah. And, and of course, and when, and like, and I find there's a lot, there's a lot more interaction with him too. Yes. Very and like much when so. Georgie's talking to him in the sewer. Like, and of course, when I was a kid, when I watched this, I was scared to death of sewers. Oh yeah. Because like, just when he when he's down there and. He's like, hey, Georgie, you know Georgie. what I mean? And then, can you smell that? Can you smell the popcorn? <laughs> pop, pop, pop. And then he goes all crazy. It's like, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really creepy movie. I knew we were in for a treat. I hate to say this, guys, but when we went to the theaters to see the first It, hmm. and when uh, Pennywise bit off Georgie's arm, and then you see him crawling in the rain, I knew. They were going to do their damnedest to turn it into something special. And they did. Yeah. And, uh, oh, um, Haas says, I have an Oculus VR and went into it in the 3D. It was awesome. Oh. Is that high tension you're talking about? Because if it is, I've got an Oculus as well. And I would <laughs> love to watch a film in 3D. That would be cool. That would be really trippy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I This winter, I'm going to play with that a little bit, I promise. <laughs> At least we're going to try anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we got Solarhead over on TikTok. We got a few people by, but it's good to have you. Okay, so I'm going to go to my number two now. Uh, what do we have here? So, Ted, yeah, you're still here, aren't you, Ted? So there's a few. Um, this is Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, this would be his classic. It is. It is so good. Oh, the movie It. He watched yeah. it. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that would, that be, would cool. be crazy. So Alfred Hitchcock. He has a lot of films. Um, North by Northwest. I would call more of a thriller than a horror. I don't love it. A lot of people do. It, a lot of people say it's his best. I don't think so. Birds could have made this list, but it didn't. Uh, rear, rear view or rear window could have made this list, but it didn't. Um, even what was the one I just watched not long ago? I loved it. It had um, oh, Jimmy Stewart in it, and he played a college professor, and these two college students killed one of their friends or compatriots or whatever and then left him in the they put him down in the, the chest and had supper on top of him while everybody came over great but lady lou you are correct psycho there is nothing so here's the thing alfred hitchcock we remember him as an absolute master of film but he had to take if you look back on the history of psycho he took a huge gamble on that film he set it up so that you know when people went to the theater they were told, uh, you know, you're going to be scared. You can't leave. You got to get here early. He, he created this entire mystique around it. But it wasn't guaranteed a hit. Nobody knew it was going to be a hit. He bought the rights to the book. 
And the studio was like, yeah, you're Alfred Hitchcock, but we don't know how good you're going to do with this. And he went and did it. He filmed it in black and white. It's the first film to ever show a flushing toilet. <laughs> he did um, kind of similar to what Wes Craven did with Drew Barrymore in um, Scream. He ended up taking the main female actress yep. and dumping her in a swamp halfway through. I think through. that's Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. That is. The, yes. Yeah, the, the original <laughs> queen, uh, Scream, Scream Queen, right? Yep. And Janet I, Lee. Janet Lee, yes. Yep. So, and people knew who Janet Lee was. They expected her to be in the film all the way through. And then all of a sudden she gets stabbed in a very violent, violent and somewhat erotic kind of scene for its time. And then the scene where he pulls into her eyeball. I mean, the dude was a master and this film cemented it. And it's become cliche, kind of like Die Hard has, where everybody watches it. And you're like, oh, I know all about it simply because. I've seen it in The Simpsons or, or Family Motel. Guy or Bates Motel. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I know this. That was that show with the British guy in it, right? It was great. But if you've never watched Psycho, and if you if, if you can only watch one Alfred Hitchcock film, it's that. I think you should watch them all. But if you can only watch one, watch Psycho. Because it's so damn good. And, of course, I always loved Hitchcock. He always had his cameos in the films. And there's when she's leaving. When when do they? Oh shoot! No, I got I got that cameo mixed up. I can't remember where his cameo is in this, but he's in. He always has a bit of a cameo in it. Um, Letty Lou says, Let, "Let's discuss this a little bit." Psycho was so good. The remake, not so much. No remake with Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn and Anne Hage. Yes. No. I enjoyed the movie. We watched it with me and a bunch of buddies in high school on VHS, and it was okay. But it was not the film. I think no. everybody didn't know that it was literally going to be a scene-for-scene scene remake. Well, and um, and the Bates Motel is actually not too bad. Oh, like, no. No, it's that, great. And because yeah. it takes the time to... To build. tell more of the story. Yeah. And it never... What I loved about it was it never slid into that WB Network teen drama too much. Because yeah. it could have. It absolutely could have become another Arrow or The Flash or Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever those <laughs> new ones are, right? Yeah. And Haas, I haven't seen the sequels to the Psycho films, but most people who do reviews on them love them, which I is really weird. Yeah. And yeah. I believe one of them was made for TV. I think Psycho 3 might have been a made-for-TV film, huh. and they brought the original actor back for it. But anyway, number two, baby. No, I'm my number one. Oh, you're number one. one. Oh, okay. So, so you're number one. This one made my, this is my number one because I remember seeing it when I was younger. Okay. And I haven't looked at her list yet. It's right yeah, there, but I haven't look looked. at it. I won't. Um, it, even to this day, like I will watch it, but it, it affected me more when I had kids, of course. And is it a Stephen King film? It is a Stephen King film. Okay. And it is... Was it recently remade? It was recently remade, yes. A subpar remake? Subpar? I wouldn't even give it that. Yeah, I know. The remake was terrible. Yep. But, yeah, Amy knows what she one She spelled it right. Yep, because that movie scared the life out of me. It was so scary. And Miko Hughes, oh, yeah. that was one of his <laughs> first movies. The boy. Yep. It, it was um, playing Little Gage. Yep. And... The whole, just the whole atmosphere of like when he gets hit by the truck. Oh yeah. And, and then, and then of course, then you, you watch and when he goes and he, 
they have the fight at the funeral mm -hmm. and he goes and he digs them up and, and like he's sitting there and he's holding him. Like even when I was younger, that bothered me. But then when you had kids, it bothered me so much more. And then, and then when they, um, and then when he, when he comes back and he's over at Judd's house yes, and he calls and um, he calls his dad on the phone and it's like, it, it just puts, it, like it just puts shivers mm -hmm. down your spine it's like you know like first i played with judd then i played with mommy now i want to play with you and you're just like and of course i work at a daycare and all these kids are his age <laughs> and it's like it it, it it it's scary but it's still it breaks your heart at the yeah. same time right and because like you you can tell that the father was just absolutely devastated and he did everything in his power and I, I, I don't know. that The movie still traumatizes me. We got Ted over here quoting the Ramones. He said, I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> I don't want to live my life again. <laughs> yeah. And then, and of course, in the original one, it gives you like the backstory. Yes. Because like, Judd tells a lot of the backstory. The new one was a, the new one was ridiculous. It didn't need to be done. The first is a, is a classic. No. Even with Stephen King, his horrendous acting as the pastor, the father, the priest, whatever he was. Yeah. But it, yeah. So, Pet Cemetery is one of the few books and the few movies that you can watch at different times in your life and be differently, is that the right word, differently affected by them. So as yeah. a kid, you can watch it. Like as a teenager, I read the book and I watched the movie and it creeps you out. And then you go and watch it as a parent and it literally destroys you. Yeah. It, it is horrible. And then I think you could probably watch it as a senior and probably deal in and uh, align yourself with Judd a little bit. Because right. <laughs> he's a sad old man who has nobody left. His wife is gone. Well, and, and Judd was affected by Gage's death as well because yes. he was at the he was at the picnic with them. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Lewis, don't let him go near the road. Right. And and it, of course, and I think that has a lot to do with the pull from the cemetery because the way that Gage was moving. And the way Lewis was booking it, yes, he would have made it to him. I think so. But I think that was the whole pull from the the that cemetery makes sense. because I never thought because of that. like I think the cemetery it it, it kind of thrives on getting the souls. Mm -hmm. sure so I, I think and that had a lot of play in it as well. But um, but they're all affected by it, and of course and of course when you first watch it and uh, you get. And you see the cat and everything, and you're just like, "Oh man!" It's yeah, it's yeah, because like I I went into the movie and I hadn't read the book, right? So I I didn't know that he buried. I didn't know the little boy dies or anything. I all I seen was the cat getting killed, so and creepy. I was like, "Oh man, they killed the cat!" And then Church comes back, and then Church, Church is a great character himself. He, he, he comes back, but but then when you see the movie and the little boy dies, you're just like, "Oh my." This is so sad. And then it just gets worse and, and worse. And it just keeps getting worse. worse. And and of course, he never learns from his mistakes, the father. Oh. And, and then, of course, then you think about, then you go back and you're thinking, well, what about the little girl? Right? right? Like, and of course, when you're a kid, you don't think about that. But when you're a parent, you're like, oh my goodness, okay, the mother's dead, the father's dead, the little boy's dead, Judd's dead, the daughter is with the grandparents. And you're just like, it, such an, and then, of course, I will touch on the subject of, uh, the sister. Oh, that. Yep. I I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, it's all right. Yeah, she had. She had polio or spinal no, bifida. Spinal bifida. And her parents. Were, and yeah. like, 
even to this day, I can hear her voice in my head back. Rachel, that oh, yeah. I can still hear it in my head. And that I think that was the creepiest part of the movie. Mm-hmm. She was so the girl have powers and the girl has powers in the new one, I think. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. But, um, but the whole, I can't remember. You gotta look up her name for me. I yeah, I will. I you go ahead. Amy might remember her name, the sister. Um, but like, but it was still tight. Like they kept her in the back room, like a hidden secret. And of course then she, she dies and then she comes back as the, like she's in his dreams too. And I was like, yeah, she can see things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh it, yeah. It reminds you of the grudge. Yeah. That's exactly what it yeah, she felt like, like. Oh, she was, it was scary. Oh yeah. Like it, it was really good. I don't know if we're going to be able to find her, Rachel. Ellie? Not Ellie. That's no? the daughter. That's the daughter. Zelda. Gage. Zelda. Oh, Zelda. Yeah. Yes. Zelda was the sister. And and then when you think about it, because the parents were horrible people. Yeah. Because they they left their however old, maybe ten year old daughter at home to look after this. Yeah. You know, and dying sister. Dying sister. Yeah. It completely scarred her for life. And then, when you think about it, the daughter is left with them, right? Yep. Wow, I never thought about that before. That is messed up. Yeah, like the whole the whole movie's messed up. And of course, then you get like uh, Pascal. Yes. Yeah, like because he's the uh, he's supposed to be like uh, Jiminy Cricket, like the voice of reason yes. for Lewis, right? Like, hey, don't take it. You don't need to do this. You don't do this. Don't do this, right? And he just ignores him because I think he's he the cemetery's pulling Lewis yes to bring the souls to because it. the cemetery is its own character yeah and um it was just oh yeah 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 awful <laughs> Hunter this was for you he just came on and said hey you fix the screen thingy yeah you don't know how much work <laughs> I put into that this week sitting down here talking to myself on the camera trying to figure out anyway we got it working I even sent in a request to StreamYard to figure it out so we got it working turns out all I needed to do was grab the picture slide it from one side to the other but uh yeah Anyway, uh, and Martinson family says, yes, we live close to the craft paper mill. So there are big trucks drinking by, uh, I think she means driving by, but somebody's been drinking just a little yep. too much. So <laughs> driving by all the time and have two toddlers. We haven't watched it in years, uh, won't while we're living here. Yep. And yeah, so if you guys, um, if any of you are out there listening who don't know who Jack Spirico is from the Survival Podcast, he always tells the story, you know, live your life to the fullest because you could hit by, you could get hit by a gravel truck tomorrow. And whenever he says that, I always picture the scene from fucking uh, Pet Cemetery. You and know? it's so. awful too. And the scene is awful, like mm-hmm. when he's there and he's getting all the flashbacks and oh. like such an oh and, yeah. And again, that's a less is more scenario because yep. you really just see a little kid's shoe, shoe. on the side of the yeah, road. The but shoe. You, that's all you need to know. And then the you shoe. see the flashbacks and stuff. And what a yeah, no it. That I haven't rewatched that movie in years, and I think it's because it's it. It's tough. It's tough on me, and it, and it scares me. Letty Loose yeah. is definitely not a film to watch with littles. No. no, not to watch with them, or if you have them. Either well, way. and and our girls are twelve, yes. and I honestly don't think I have watched it since before they were born. It's a t- it's yeah. tough. I read the book once about we were still down Digby Neck, so yeah, 10, 12 years ago, and I regretted it. I regret my decisions. You know? Yeah, so. Okay, my number one is 28 Days Later. I fucking love that film. Danny, who would have thought that the director of Train Spotting could end up making one of the perfect 
small horror films. I, of course, in, in the 90s, I was big into a lot of the British in, indie films. Loved it. Cillian or Killian, however you... Yeah, yeah. Killian. Yeah, Killian Murphy. Love his acting. It was... There was so much about it. The opening scene absolutely uh, is mirrored by The Walking Dead, the opening scene of The Walking mm. Dead, which is crazy. Uh, they were written independently at about the same time, and they both came up with the same concept of somebody waking up in a hospital and the world has ended. Now, it was filmed on DV, digital video, so it looks grainy as hell. And if you go to watch it today, you're like, what's wrong? Why haven't they made a better version of it? And they can't because it doesn't exist because it was filmed on that digital video and that's what it was. And when they did scenes like the bridge in London, they had, I think it was six or eight hours to film it. They did everything on a shoestring budget because nobody wanted to give Danny Boyle a ton of money to make a zombie film because zombie films were done by then. Mm -hmm. You know, George A. Romero had long run out of steam. There just wasn't any, there, there wasn't any money in zombies at the moment. And I, I loved it. I didn't know what I was in for. I believe it was one of my, uh, Nap not Napster, but whatever came after Napster. Uh, I can't remember what I used, but anyway, BitTorrent is what I used. It was one of, uh, I downloaded it, watched it on a Sunday afternoon in my bedroom. You know, it wasn't even dark and that movie scared the shit out of me. When he, you know, when he hollers out, uh, Fada, Fada. Oh, you know? and, yeah, and the guy looks up and his eyes are all red. Oh. But he's completely oblivious to it too because he's <laughs> walking around with the, the, the grocery bag and he's picking up all the money off the streets like like at this point money means anything right i just but, thought how similar is that to um sean of the dead yeah you know sean's walking around the world's falling apart and he's yeah. like hey i'm gonna go down to the store and get well he was hung over too true right? yeah but it's just but he's like picking up money and he's stuffing it in the bag and and then when he goes into the church there and he's like oh mm -hmm. wait a minute okay <laughs> and it but, was it was so well done and, and again, it was uh, probably the, maybe not the first, but it was the first time I'd seen fast zombies. So it was, yeah. uh, it was creepy. It was scary. And of course they weren't, um, they weren't zombies. They were infected with the rage virus. And you can thank a bunch of uh, activists, tree, tree hugging environmentalists <laughs> for ending the world. Just so you know. And they but, turn really quick, really quick, really quick. Like, um, yeah, because like when they're in the house there and the, and the guy gets bit in the arm mm -hmm. and she takes the machete to him right instantly, yep. not even giving him a chance to do anything. It's like instant. She was a good character, the the black girl yeah, there. I, uh, she's uh, um, they, they don't uh, they call it a chemist in the U.S. or in. in yeah, but in, um, in I haven't seen her in anything else. No, it, no. everybody. They were a lot of for the most part because uh, Cillian Murphy wasn't well known at the time. No, the only actor in it that was well known would be Brendan Gleeson. Is that his name? Is that right? think so the guy from mr mercedes the yeah the scottish or irish or letty will correct me i'm sure but yeah. <laughs> uh, it was um yeah he was so good and when he gets that one drip of blood in his eye yeah and, and within, then like instant less than 30 seconds less, right yeah like yeah he starts going all crazy from the crow yes yeah, yeah. and it was uh, it's a good prepper film too and i think that's why i really like it because it's it's very much like how would you survive they have all those baskets on the roof and they're like, hey, it's England. And it wasn't raining. They had no water. You know, yeah. we went around checking Yeah, because he's like, yeah, who never thought there'd be no rain in England? I know, right? <laughs> like... it, yeah, it was crazy. And then they, they made a mound of shopping carts to um, barricade off the stairwell. But it didn't really work. And they were living on like the 15th floor. 
and he used uh, Christmas lights to signal people. There was so much. Brendan Gleeson is Irish. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Great guy. I, I, I think he's awesome. And if you haven't seen Mr. Mercedes, it's a miniseries based on the Stephen King novel. He plays um, the main character in it. And he's a cop, really, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. And yeah. But I, I, what else can I say about 28 Days Later? It, to me. Well, and it had a couple different endings too, right? Yeah, it did. Didn't, didn't it have it? a yeah. couple alternate endings? I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the ending that's in the film is when the plane goes over and the girls are doing laundry, right? Yeah. But then there's a darker ending that they made him change, and I can't remember. Well, I think the darker ending is they spell out help, right? And then they come and they end up shooting them. Yeah, I th yeah, yeah, I, I think, think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I. Kind of like Night of the Living Dead when the guy survives the whole night and he pops his head up in the window and he gets a bullet in the head. That's such a great film. That was that, so yeah, disappointing. A, the yeah. poor guy who survives all night just to get shot in the head. Right? We got uh, Nate. Nate just popped in over on Telegram. He says, damn, we got to catch a replay. Spent the day fixing ham radio antennas, getting the next batch of rabbit kits going, running around. It's, I love seeing people get shit done, guys. We're, we're having fun tonight. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, that is our top 20 horror films of all time. If you guys have other films, if you're wondering if we've seen them or not, throw them in the comments. We'll, we'll go a little longer. But we've got um, three starred comments here. So the first one is from Haas. You ever seen White Noise, babe? I love White Noise. Michael Keaton. Oh. So good. He's such a good actor. Creeped me. That is a creepy movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is so That That is actually, that probably... Could have made my list if I did like top 40, mm -hmm. but uh, it's uh, when they get um, well, like when you're watching it and then when you start hearing the voices over the white noise and stuff. Yes. And then, and then of course, um, when he goes to the house after his wife dies there mm -hmm. and he's sitting there listening and you can see the shadows in the background of the, it's like the three demons or whatever. You can see them in the background moving around and then you can hear all the, the like the, the name calling and the swearing yeah. and, and everything like that. And the guy comes out and he's like, hit delete, hit delete, hit delete, you know, like, and it's like, sometimes they're not very good, but it's like a, it's like a trio of demons that follow him. Yeah. And yeah. Was that the one when he, I could have this. Oh, I think I have that one mixed up with the, uh, can't think of anyway it's not the one where he loses time is it that's a different one no. that's got richard gear in it what was that one where he loses time. uh where he goes and he like um he ends up in this town and oh that's the mothman, the mothman. that's good too again yeah. here we are early 2000s <laughs> horror there was a lot yeah. of really good early 2000s horror for sure yeah no but white noise is it is creepy and then of course the ending was a little meh apparently they made a really bad sequel too oh, i didn't even i, I did not know that but yeah, I love it. Michael Keaton's great. Again, I could, yeah. uh, he, he can act. Well, when they pick long. him up and they start twisting him and oh, turning him and everything, because like they're, the, these three demons are fueling that serial killer that's killing women. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So like, and he's on to them, but just like when he, like just watching them twist and break his body and mm -hmm. it's like that, that is, yeah. Another one I really like uh, came out a little bit later has, uh, Oh, what's the girl that Charlie likes in a good place? Um, anyway, cell, uh, the cell, no, 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 no. Um, oh, shoot, oh, I know it's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's um, not cell. It, oh, my god, such a good film. 
where, where people... It's got Kristen Bell in it. Kristen Bell, that's what I'm looking and for. The, early and, 2000s the, and the ghosts travel on the, the power the, wires. The power wires and yeah. cell signals and things like that. Yes, and, um, um, you'll have to look it up. Yeah, I will. It, it was good. I, yeah, they I, travel on the, the power wires and they have to go where there's no service or anything. And they're trying to run away from the demons and so the cell phone says no service. They made a sequel to that too, didn't they? But it wasn't that good. Mm -mm. Uh, and there was an 80s movie with the same... Uh, name, but it, uh, let's see, maybe we're lucky and somebody brought it up here for us in the live. Uh, oh, wrong turn. There we go. Uh, let's bring, uh, here we go. Haas says the sequel sucked. Yes. Um, yeah. So Kristen Bell was in it. She was very young in that. Like, yeah, yeah. I think it was one of her first. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I want to call it Signal, but it wasn't that either. Uh, we'll see if we can find it here. Go back further, Tim, further. Bad mom. Oh man, she's made a lot of films. Um, I, she's not the greatest actor in the world. But no. Not in the least. Spartan. Pulse. Pulse. There we go. Pulse. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Pulse, it's a great film. I loved it. Uh, again, early 2000s cheese. When did it come out? 2001. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. 2006. Sorry. Screenplay was written in. Wes Craven. It is? I believe it's Wes Oh, okay. Craven, yeah. yeah. So here, um, let's bring this up. If you've never seen it, it's it's creepy. Uh, it yeah, it, it hasn't aged very well, but we still go back and watch it sometimes. And uh, yeah. So what else we got here people wanted to know about? Um, oh, Ted Hostel. Hostel, yes. Fucking love Hostel. Hostel's that, a great the first one. Yes. Yeah. That was what brought about what did they call that? Torture porn. Remember yeah. they everybody said because that was that was kind of the new fad in horror at the time. Yeah. And oh my god, the whole first hostel's so good. Yeah, well, isn't hot like hostel falls into a lot of those categories where it's more like it it's a horror, but it's more of uh what do you like? It's more gory. Oh yeah, than yeah. It it's one hundred percent gory yeah. through and through. Eli Roth wrote and directed it, and he, you know, he's been known as a, a like a horror master for the most part, and it was good. Um, but, I think it kind of falls along like with those other movies, like the the Siberian. Yeah, Siberian. Uh, uh, a yeah. Siberian film, like it kind of falls into those. Like it's it's a foreign movie. Yes. Um, it, it's based in a, a foreign obscure country where everything is like sketchy as shit. And you're just like, and of course, it, and it, and it plays on your fears as being, you know, a late teen, early twenties, because everybody wants to travel Europe and backpack Europe and stay in hostels. And that's what everybody so cheap for, yeah. and, and everything like that. So it plays on those fears yeah. and, and it's good, you know, no, it, it, it is yeah. good. Um, and it's not a very happy film. No, it's definitely not. And a very it's happy one of those film. movies that, like, it has um, a great ending. Yes, and it, it's yeah. inspired by a lot of the '70s stuff. So there's the Cannibal Holocaust, all of those uh, '70s kind of gore films. I remember seeing one years ago where they put a lady in a barrel and then they drive spikes in the barrel and then they roll her down a hill. And I can, it stuck with me for years. I, I know what it was, but they they were dark and twisted well thoughts. it's one of those yeah like with hostel it sticks with me when he's in the chair and he slices the back yes. of his heels right and and i think it has a couple different endings as well doesn't it does it? yeah 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 there's a, a good ending and a and an okay ending right yeah but, and then of course then the, the sequel eh. yeah wasn't that great no but. and i think there's a third one too isn't there it could be yeah ted mcdonald he's gone now but we're going to answer him michael kane movie the hand have you ever seen that never seen i have it. not let's uh, i've heard good things about it and i do like michael payne yeah he's, he's a very good actor you know but uh um yeah, he's getting up there too oh he? very yeah and if, if you ever want to see a really good interview there's um i want to say it's 
it's just titled Michael Caine on acting or something, and it's from a long time ago, but it was really good. Oliver Stone. Oh, comic book artist loses his hand, which in turn takes on a murderous life of its own. Might have to watch that sometime. I do like yeah. Michael Caine. So, yeah, I, yeah, we can't say much about it, Ted. Poor yeah. guy, he's gone now. I've never seen it. <laughs> How about this one? Have you seen Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp? I have seen Ninth Gate. Not a huge fan of that one. How, which I it, haven't seen it. It's... um. 1999, I, no shit. Yeah, no, like, uh, don't I love Johnny Depp? Yes, I love I all his movies except, well, except for Pirates of the Caribbean, the all the the sequels. Yep. But um, I found the Ninth Gate was was slow. Yes, yes, it was. It was very, very slow. From what I've been told, I haven't seen it. So yeah, I think I'm it's, agreeing with you, and I haven't. Seen uh, it I believe yet. it's Roman Polanski. Oh, is okay. Is it? Uh, let's see. Yeah, no yep. shit. Yeah. So they must have filmed it in France then, did they? Yeah, um, like it, it's a beautiful movie. Like it's well shot. Um, I I wasn't a huge fan of it. Okay. And Johnny Depp's good. And this was right in the, the Johnny Depp, uh, you know, I wouldn't say renaissance, but it was when he was doing well. But yeah, yeah. maybe we'll have to watch it sometime. I don't know if you yeah. want to, but. Um, the Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hunter says Wrong Turn. Wrong uh, Turn is a good movie, yeah. Is that the Pancake movie? Where the kid, yeah, no, 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 that's uh, uh cabin fever, yeah. Wrong yeah. turn is the one where, um, it's Eliza Dushku, yeah, it? yeah, but it's kind of like based loosely on the hills have eyes, yes, yes same type is. of yeah. uh, you know, mountain people, back hills people. And I, I, yeah, I don't want to go too, like, I want to think, I think they're cannibals, yeah. It was funny because yeah. there's like, yeah, there's this one, and um. There was a bunch of films kind of centering around that concept in that time. Yeah, Remember? I believe they are cannibals and they, uh, yeah, they basically put, you know, they yeah. trap cars and then they kill them off one by one. And then it's a bit like deliverance too, isn't it? Yeah. Or, and yeah. and the, the guy on here, the reason why I watched it is because he was in Ghost Ship. Oh, yeah. And that, that had a great opening scene. Ghost yeah, the Ghost Ship, yeah. Ship was so good. And he, I can't remember which one he did first, if it was Wrong Turn or Ghost Ship, but um, I, that's the only, like, he's a good act. I, I didn't mind him. But, um, yeah, uh, Hunter wants to know what's wrong with mountain people. These um, mountain people, you don't want nothing. Well, to we're from them. Nova Scotia. I can yeah. tell you a lot of mountain people that are <laughs> wrong if, with them. <laughs> if anybody wants to go down a rabbit hole, look up the Goler clan from Kentville, Nova from, Scotia. Yeah, on the North Mountain, I believe it is, in Nova Scotia. Uh, they were quite something. So if you want to know, yeah, they were interesting people. Yeah. Um, oh, Letty Lou says she forgot about Mothman Prophecies. I like that's Richard Gere. Yes. And it's yep. it's a mind again, it's a mind fuck of a movie. It is. And it but again, it's a slow burn. Mm -hmm. It but it, it is a good movie. And it is from what year? Not 2002. So there was a ton again. Yeah. Those early 2000s. Great. Um, now here's one I gotta tell you guys. Have you seen Werewolf in London and Werewolf in Paris? Um, the, I want to say they're the remakes. They could be. I haven't seen them. Um, the original ones I haven't seen. Uh, remake, I did see Werewolf in London, I believe. Okay. But, but not very memorable, I guess. No, so, I. Um, you liked, uh, Ginger Snaps, didn't you? I did like For, Ginger as far Snaps, as, yeah. um, werewolf films go, <laughs> which yep. is funny. Because that's a, they're Canadian, eh? That movie, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um. I think Amy likes ginger snaps too. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, human and, centipede. Is that yeah, the human centipede? Yeah, yeah. Well, let, let, let's finish up on this one. So, uh, <laughs> the human is, centipede. <laughs> so, there is three of them. 
And uh, oh, I'll, I'll, hey, Rachel Brown, I will um, I'll bring that up. Hunter says, wife says we watched Ghost Ship. I don't remember it. So it's it's a fairly forgettable film. It is. Except the opening scene where the smokestack on the ship falls down, the cable snaps and cuts everyone in half. On the dance floor. On the dance floor. And then whoever's left, they hunt them down in the cabins. And yes. It's like a, and it's like um, a demon. Is it? Yeah. Or like the devil yes. or something. Yeah. This is for Rachel. I'm just putting up the Goler Clan Wikipedia article here. There you go. Thank you, Lady Lou. Yeah. She found it for me. Yeah. Very creepy. They're, they were incestuous and they lived yeah. on the mountains and whatever. Anyway. Yeah. It is very it is, and there's so. a whole book about it too. Yes. Uh, South Mountain. South Mountain? South or North? I can't remember. I think it's South Mountain. It yeah. Near Wolfville. South Mountain. You're right. Yeah. 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 I read the book years ago. Yeah. So Human Centipede. If you have not seen it, you don't need to. I promise. I hate, I hate to say it, but I kind of like the first one. The, fir- the third fucked up. The third one is even worse. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You watched it, right? Yeah, I yeah. watched it because it's one of those, okay, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to find something to watch. But it takes place in a prison. Yeah. And that's how he punishes the prisoners. Right. He has them lined up in a field. So I, we, don't need to, we don't need to describe it, but... Um, just picture a human centipede. Hmm. Mouth the you know where. The second the together. second one is even worse. Yeah, because he's like a yeah, it's like a meta. It's a meta story where the guy is like obsessed with the movie and he decides to recreate it in real exactly. life. Exactly. And he's yeah. like this loner and he's disgusting. And he's like and like and and he thinks it's funny, like he gets them all tied together and then he goes and injects each of them with um laxative. A laxative. So and they're all yeah oh. It's, oh yeah it, it is disgusting it yeah. is a disgusting so each other hosses yeah that's correct yes yeah <laughs> but <laughs> it, you don't need to watch it i'm not telling i would never recommend watching that film no. ever to anyone there's quite a few i wouldn't recommend yeah. watching but uh, i'm probably just a little twi- i didn't mind the first one i had yeah the second well, one was it, horrible well yeah. it was because like you, you don't know what you're in for though. yeah made you sick to your stomach yeah right? and so. well like and there's the other like i wouldn't recommend watching a siberian film either no, you've watched. I haven't. Seen I that. I have watched yeah. it. I, I don't recommend watching that one either. Um, it's very disgusting. Disturbing. It's twisting. It's disturbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I if you don't have to watch a movie, don't watch it. It's just one yeah. of those things. It's like you know when yeah. somebody says don't look or don't think of a purple elephant, and then <laughs> right everybody. When I said don't think of a purple elephant, what do you see in your brain? Well, right? I'm not going to be responsible if you happen. No, like if you happen to watch it. Yeah. Don't come back and say, yeah. hey, you told me to watch this movie. If you do, you can blame Becky, not me. Don't so. watch that movie. Like, honestly, if you if you really like dark, sick, twisted movies, by watch all it. means, yeah. watch it. But it's not. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, but it, I, it wasn't my cup of tea. It is beyond most horror fans liking, for sure. Yes, 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 yes. You have to be really, 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 really twisted upstairs to watch it, I think. Absolutely. Because it, it, yeah, it's, it's a twisted movie. So we're going to wrap it up there, baby. We've been yes. two hours and 10 minutes. Haas says, another awesome show, Tim. Great to see Mrs. Toolman in this series. So if you guys like this, we'll probably do it at least once a month where we put together a list of films and we'll talk about it because why not? Look, look at this. Look, watch, watch, watch. I can take my hand and I can go, whoop, and then it shows up on the camera. So <laughs> anybody listening on audio, you completely missed the joke, but it was quite funny. So Well, no, and that's in movies are our passion. Oh, my God. We just don't make a, well. Part of the reason is I'm too busy fucking live streaming to for us to watch a lot of movies. But maybe it'll be an excuse for us to watch a few films. Eh? Well, that and um, and winter's coming up. Yeah, and that's our hobby in the winter. Ooh, Hunter, come up with a good one. 
Tool man and tool ma'am. I like that. That's good. And Letty says, great finale. Next should be Christmas films. We could do a bunch of Christmas films. Well, number one is Die Hard. Die Hard is number one Christmas movie. Yeah, you know what mine is. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Shh, don't say it. We don't want to Die Hard that, so. is yeah. a Christmas movie. We, yeah, we could do Christmas. Uh, yeah, there's so many we could do. It'd be fun. Yeah, I'd like that a lot, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, we could do that. Maybe we could do, um, in November, we could do christmas serious or christmas comedies and then we could do christmas serious films i haven't watched a lot of christmas movies. you've seen more than you yeah yeah, yeah you, i have to go back know, and we just that one rule is nothing made by the hallmark channel that's all so. i don't watch hallmark those aren't movies yeah no they're they're, <laughs> they're uh, uh soap operas soap operas made by committee and uh and by um i don't even know yeah they just have an outline and they're like well they're for has-been actors who need a job yeah, that's yes. true. Absolutely. Yeah. Serious Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Real, you know, touching, soft-hearted Christmas films. And then... Die Hard. My favorite. The, <laughs> the hilarious Christmas movies. And everybody knows, if you've listened to me for a few months, you I'm sure you know what my favorite uh, Christmas comedy is, right? So... <laughs> All right, guys. That's it from us this evening. This was yeah. great. Um, uh, yeah. Two hours, 12 minutes, eight seconds. So... Guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.